Mission First Tactical is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. And then just getting up the next day and heading over to uh, uh, the range. It's an eight-hour class. So. That'd be fun. That will be fun. Yeah. I hope I'm ready for it. Have you been to the uh, the new range there, Outpost Terminal? Yeah. Um, it's not that impressive. I'm just saying, I like it. I'm, you know, I'm, I don't need an indoor range. I just step up, you know, shoot out the bathroom window or whatever. But um, I get it. Sometimes that's all you got. I, I don't like, well, the range is nice. I haven't been on the range yet. The, the building, as far as the retail area, I don't like it at all. Don't You're not I, digging I, it? I just... It's open. I mean, one it's reason, wide open. Yeah, one reason I really, I, I get it for its appeal to buyers, especially new buyers and women and so forth. I get it. And I see a great mix of people in there, which I think is awesome when I go in. Yeah. But I haven't been in there in a year and a half. So um, I've, I've found myself going to Christiana once a month, once every other month, because they had the best ammo inventory down there. And I actually think they have, I don't know that the uh, What's in Christiana has really improved that much. What's that? What's in Christiana? Well, they used to be there at uh, the Barrett exit. Oh, you're talking about down there, their old store. The outpost, right. Oh, yeah. Right. There's nothing down there now. No, there's nothing there. But yeah, I'd like driving down there. And back when they first opened, they actually had a restaurant way back in the early days. But yeah, I remember before that. Before they moved, it's been a while. they had the best ammo inventory. If I wanted something really neat uh, for 223, 308, whatever, 12-gauge bulk ammo. Bulk ammo was a little pricey, but as far as inventory, they had a great selection. Now they don't have anything. But most people, retail, don't sell ammo now because you can buy whatever you want online. Yeah, you usually get a lot better deal online. But uh... yeah. I mean, you could have done that back then, too, when they were doing it, too. But I don't know. I guess they yeah. changed their philosophy once they, they moved to that store. That's exactly what's happened, yeah. yeah. Prentice, you got a light you can turn on? Yes, sir. You're, on you're dark. I mean, your tree's pretty and all, but... I'm making up for the light. I've got the Whoopi Goldberg ghost light going on here. Let's see. Hold on just a second. He's really got the Patrick Swayze thing going on. Yeah, he does. He's got the ghost going. How's that? Let's run with that. All right. <laughs> that really made it. That made a big difference. Yeah, that 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 made it a whole lot better. Cool, cool, cool. Whole lot better, better. All right, let's get this thing started. All right, lead heads, welcome back, and I hope everybody's having a great Turkey Day because this is our Thanksgiving edition of the Talking Lead Podcast. I am your host, Lefty here at the Talking Lead Podcast, where we have been legicating the uneducated for damn near 11 years now. Tommy, can you believe that? It's been a while. Yeah, I was um, one of your first guests. You were. And at an undisclosed location. And, it, you know, it's been nine years, eight or nine years since I've been on here. Wow. That's too long. Yeah. That's, you're no, overdue. That's, that's, that's probably best for your show that I'm not on here. I don't. I don't think so. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel tonight, man. <laughs> so, have me here. So that that voice that you hear, uh, leadheads. For those of you who aren't uh, seasoned veteran leadheads, you're new to the show. That is TN Outdoors Nine. He is one of the OG YouTube gun reviewers, ammo reviewers. He was around. You got started before we got started, didn't you? Yeah, I started about 2009, and it really. Yeah. 
really came into play 2011, 2012, and 13. Yeah. Then I think I met you in 2013. Yeah, we started in 2012. At a, at a, a rally. Yeah, that's right. Yep, gun rally. It's you and uh, Hickok and um, I don't know if Jaeger was there or not, but there was a bunch of the YouTubers back in that day were around ten, from Tennessee. Yeah, Gun Blast was there. I yeah. met those guys. Yeah. Uh, first time I met them, they were great. Uh, we met all Miss Jeff. Uh, yeah. Met those guys. Jaeger was not there. Uh, Linkster was there. You and Zeke were there. There was probably Dave, several yeah. others, but um, yeah, that was February of 2013. 13. Yeah, March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sure was. So go check his YouTube channel out. It's TN, as in Tennessee. TN Outdoors Nine. And is is it okay to say your name, Tommy? People know you by Tommy now. It is. Yeah, that, okay. that's that's the fake name. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> that works good. And then also joining us this uh, special Thanksgiving Day episode is our good buddy and newest sponsor to the show, Whiskey River Beef, Prentice Holt, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Marty. Hey, Tommy. It's good to be back hey, on. Chris. Well, it's good to have you back on, and uh, there's a reason why we have you on, and we're going to get into that uh, here in just a little bit. Prentice has a big announcement that we're going to make, and uh, we're going to get this this show started, so let's roll into it. I mean, we got a lot of catching up to do, Tommy. It's Like you said, it's been nine years plus since you know we really sat down and, and had you on, and you've taken a little break from the YouTube um, during that time, too, and you're kind of kind of making your way back. Yeah, you say break. This I've hit the pause button five or six times. So I've broke <laughs> I've broken finally Brett Favre's record for uh, leaving and coming back, retired and coming uh, back, this, coming out of retirement. Come back, yeah. I up. I mean, what is this November? I've posted thirteen videos since Labor Day. So <laughs> in ten weeks, I've and. Some of them are not worth the crap, I'll tell you. I posted 13 videos in 10 weeks. That's more videos than I posted total from, wow, 2017 through 2022. So that's right. that's the kind of how it works. Uh, it's a hobby. It's not a well, – it is kind of a lifestyle, but it just combines uh, my uh, passion for photography, videography, which was pretty much self-taught, firearms, which was self-taught. Um, so yeah, it just combines those two elements. It's a hobby. And when there's time, the videos bubble up, the creativity bubbles up and maybe I get bored. Uh, so we'll see how long I can make this chapter last. This, I've said it before when I walk away, I, I, I'm done. This might be it. I'm just, I got too many other things I want to work on and focus on. So when this chapter is done, this is probably going to be the last call for real. So I'll go ahead and say that. That's why I want this to last as long as I can. I've got a couple of dozen projects on the board right now. The pace of uh, four videos a month is not going to continue. That that just can't happen for weather and, and work and a lot of other reasons. But yeah, I do want to stay engaged. That's the other thing is I just like all the people that I've met. I don't feel I feel that I felt detached from those people by not being engaged. Sure. And uh, I just kind of, I guess, feel a little guilty that I'm not contributing at times where I might have something to contribute, a voice or, you know, that type of thing. Well, you know, and that's the thing. Your voice, um, 
you know, when you first started to when you, you know, took your first break or, you know, whatever it may be, your voice was still out there and people were still watching your videos and, you know, and they're still going back and watching your, your older videos. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if you still keep up with that to, to, you know, people are still commenting. Do you still go and, you know, engage with those or, or what? But, um, I mean, it's like you never left because you've, you've been there, you know, people have have been able to go back and, uh, watch your older videos. And then, like you said, from time to time, you'll go and post one, but here recently you've been on a tear and, you know, it's it's been it's been noticed. It hasn't gone unnoticed that you know don't call it a comeback or you know whatever, but because he never left. It's a, it's a, let's, I think the accurate terminology would be a check in. A check in. It's a check in. As I said, uh, I'm not going to be bashful saying that. Whenever uh, this next segment, I mean, if you see a period of six, seven, eight months where you don't hear from me, that might. I may have turned off the lights. Nah. So nah, it's just, uh, and I really don't want I really don't want to do that. And you know, Hickok and I talk about it all the time. He says, you know, I would just post something every three or four months. Just post something whenever you want to. Yeah. Whenever yeah. you feel like it. I mean, because so, like you said, for I you to keep it going. For you it's a hobby. Yeah, I want to keep it going as long as I can. Yeah. For you it's a hobby. And, and just do it for as long as you're enjoying it. And then it's once, a hobby. Yeah, once I mean, the I could, joy goes I could away. Set and I could do this once a month or two or three times a month and just sit here in the room and, and talk and have live stream and invite people in. I'm certainly receptive to that Yeah. and taking whatever heat needs to be thrown at me or whatnot, or just get people's opinions. I like that. I like that type of environment, like what we have here right now. Yeah. Um, maybe that's another chapter to do something like that. What we would talk about, I don't know, but I, I can help you with that. I'd be a piece and host. I want to listen more than I want to talk. And that's hard to believe, but, um, that's what I do for a career is I listen and try not to talk as much Yeah. when I'm speaking with folks. Well, usually works out better that way. That's what podcasts are for. It's for talking. So and, exactly. So, I mean, how many podcasts are doing this now? I mean, I remember when y'all were like doing ballistic million. radio back in the day. Oliver is a personal protection and security specialist. He cut his teeth as a United States Marine before leaving the Corps to provide private contract work for agencies outside the military and private security work. He's always looking for the upper hand and unexpected advantage. Keltex P50 provides all of that and then some. This innovative pistol chambered in 5.7 has a 50 round magazine capacity in its semi-automatic platform. Its small caliber high velocity ammunition is a great personal protection weapon and is even used by law enforcement agencies and the Secret Service. Oliver likes that the P-50 has an AR-like charging handle and that it can be slung for access and shooting stability. The P-50 comes fitted with a threaded barrel if he wants to add a suppressor, and the upper and lower Picatinny rails let him accessorize it with lights and optics. This pistol, it redefines cool. Innovation, performance, skeleton. But I, th- I think that kind of gets into how some of YouTube has changed. Uh, there's different types of ammo tests now. If there's ammo reviews, there, are nothing, there aren't that many like what I have done in the past. Yeah. Uh, for me now, they are very expensive to produce. I mean, ammo cost is what it is. That's not the big thing. Big thing is time. And since, you know, the check-in began a, a couple of months ago, people are saying, well, let me send you this. Like, no, that won't work. 
And I'll say, I really need 150 rounds for this to be a review. Well, I think that kind of shuts down the conversation. Yeah. People will send you six or eight rounds of ammo, but I need three boxes minimum for a lot of reasons. Not to hoard it, but I mean to actually use it in the video. Well, I mean, even you three know, boxes isn't enough to do a you know a thorough test on ammunition. You need you need a oh, case yeah, or two cases. Rounds. You know. Yeah, exactly. A, a case or two, and I'm never going to ask for that. But I'm not I'm not going to take the donations anyway because then that kind of gets me on a calendar. I have enough calendars to manage. I don't need any more. Yeah. And the other thing is, and that's the time thing. And some people the last week or two on Instagram or YouTube said, hey, why don't you try this or that? I'm going, well, okay, I own that caliber, but you're looking at uh, several days of my time when I can plug it in. And the way I've done ammo reviews, it might take four weekends to put one together. Yeah. And then I look at, okay, that's the only chance I have. Then what am I losing with that? What am I losing if I do it during the week? It's it's a time thing. There's not going to be a return on it. YouTube's not going to monetize it. And if they do, it's not going to YouTube's not going to monetize it, other... but you could monetize it. Yeah. Yeah. If, and that's the other thing. If I had sponsorships and I just, that gets into a second job and I, I am going to stay away. Or, from that. or you quit the other job and you do that full time. <laughs> well, doing this in this industry for a living would be fantastic. Yeah. Would be fantastic. But I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to have the same financial standards as what I have now. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be hard to meet that without technically working for, you know, a few dozen companies and doing things for them, which okay. I could manage that if that's a full-time job. You could do but, it. Uh, you definitely where I am in my life right now and with the opportunities I have in my career, it's, it's best to run that career really with the opportunities I have there for another six, seven, eight years. Yeah maybe longer, 10, and then pack up everything. Say the heck yeah. with it. Well, so, I mean, that's something you got you to weigh. not in my vocabulary. Yeah, but you know enough people that do the YouTube in and have made lots of money at it that, I mean, you know how to go about doing that. It's not something that you wanted to do. There's there's plenty of people that could guide you and, and show you how to do that. If that's right. something that you've, I'm going to be a hard really negotiator as well, but that, if it ever reached that point, that's but fine. But you've, you've built the reputation also, to where you could get that money. You could get, you know, you demand the money that you would get because of the expertise that you're bringing and the popularity that you're bringing. So you could, well, you could then definitely it comes back it to the content, you know, the content is what is going to bring people in. And I do think that the uh, demographics of channels has changed a lot. Just not obviously in the last 10 or 12 years, but I think just the last three to five years when I look at when I'm searching for something and if I'm looking for a good visual or good video, I really appreciate the people who do that. What I see now with ammo reviews, there's some people who are making an effort to do it right yeah, uh, as, as close as they can, as close as we can as amateurs with the resources we have to get close to what I would call pseudoscience you know it's not going to be perfect uh but i think a lot of people now they're taking clear ballistic blocks and it's really become more entertainment i mean it has well, sure. it's become more entertainment with the ballistic blocks the ballistic torsos sure i'm running across channels i've never heard of they have a pretty good subscriber base they do well in front of the camera they're putting forth an effort and invest in time and money but i just see a lot of that type of thing with regard to quote unquote ammo reviews now it's really become entertainment, which changes uh, the demographics. I mean, 
I don't have the record for age demographics that Hickok has. I think he brings in the 85 to 95 year old demographic better than anybody. <laughs> but um, my demographic, and I checked the other night, it's no surprise. It's basically the 45 to 65 demographic, the yeah. 21, 30, 35 year olds. They're not going to watch my crap. They're just not. Yeah, they so will. Yeah, they will. They absolutely will. And here's why they will do that because you have the knowledge. And if somebody is going to you and they're going to your channel, they're not going for, you know, per se, the entertainment, they're going for the knowledge. And I think that's what a lot of these channels are missing these days is they're focusing too much on the entertainment aspect and not the education where you bring. I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. That, that's basically what I was saying as well. So you're recognizing that. I think no, but, but you could bring, strong. you could bring a little more entertainment to your reviews, but at the same time, you know, your education is going to be there. So um, I think you could very well capture that demographic with no problem. It'd just be a little tweaking with, you know, like you said, getting some ballistic gels and dummies and, you know, yeah, it's get, just the, get me the out time, there as your comic relief. And <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got, uh, I've got uh, a couple of folks in law enforcement who are looking to donate some pretty substantial quantities of ammo for some testing and maybe underwrite the cost of a block or what. And I said, that's all great. Trust me, that all helps. But the biggest piece of my investment in a review like that is the time. I don't think people realize, because I'm so meticulous. I'm just overly meticulous about it. You are. I've got a standard that I've set. I know I've got a lot of people specifically in law enforcement who are uh, looking at what I'm doing and reaching out to me and, and so forth. So I have this crazy network of people in law enforcement and in training and so forth that I've met, which is just something I did not expect when this started. I mean, I met folks like you here and, yeah. and Prentice and everybody else, but uh, to meet some people that are, you know, writers and publishers and uh, training and their credentials in law enforcement, just impeccable. Oh, Most people are reaching phenomenal. out to me. Yeah, it's phenomenal. That, that's just great. I, I mean, the gentleman I mentioned a moment ago, when I go to his class, I'm a talk about a lot here uh, i reached out to him and said hey when you're in town can we have like a 10 12 minute interview he said yeah so i've already got questions for that yeah. they're not softball questions either but i don't want to go too deep with the time uh but again i'm looking forward to that and being an interviewer yeah asking the question stepping out let him have the space that's my vision of that and maybe that's something i could do here is set up a you know i'm not going to pete i'm not going to compete with you so don't worry about that. I'd bring that's him not, on here and we'll do it together, man. I would love to do that interview. Yeah. I, th I think that would be awesome. That's not my space, but yeah, I'm happy to talk to people because I want to ask questions. I mean, this uh, is the perfect platform for you to do that, Tommy. So anytime you've got something it, like it that, yeah. you want to set I mean, up, let me this. know. So this, this hit, this hit the mailbox today. So there's today's USCCA. Okay. So he's Conceal holding carry. up the Conceal Carry magazine there for you listeners. There it is. So this is the January, no, November, December issue. So I look at this and, you know, how many thousands of people get this? But there's so many topics in here. So the topic this month, those of you who can't see it, it's the single stack issue. I mean, to me, that's a whole topic right there. So they're obviously they're talking about nine millimeter and being the nerd that I am. I recognize the ammo in there as the. Um, was it? That's the Hornady. Not, no, it's not. That the gold. Shame on me. That is the that is. No, that's the uh, the crap. That's the federal hydroshock deep. I'm looking uh, at it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, 
Yeah, I remember I the shot. conversation with you and Zeke, what, 10 years ago when he had that crappy critical defense ammo <laughs> the in zombie. his 40. Remember that? That <laughs> the was embarrassing. The zombie so the anyway, green tip. <laughs> he, had the zombie, he had the zombie Rex ammo. I still have 40. that box of ammo. <laughs> I still have it. We ought to. Yeah, well, that's probably the safest place for it. Yeah, so, it was no, a novelty. I this, and I was browsing through it, and uh, I did browse the uh, Instagram questions. So I, if you plan on getting yeah, to those. we're going to do that towards I'm the end. A little bit yep. of research. Yeah, but uh, just the topics in here about single stacks and 9 millimeter and the myths. I've got something there to throw out. So, I mean, there's good topics right here that can be top of line that you just basically, for an hour – sit down and say, hey, uh, let's invite people to share thoughts, put comments in, then you've got something archived, come back to, it's free form. I want to hear people's opinions. Yeah. And my protocol is not to come back and say, well, I disagree with that. I'm going to say, I'm curious why you are doing that or feel that way. Yeah. Expound uh, upon I just, that. I just, yeah. I mean, you know, like, you know, oh my gosh, look at he's holding up a gun. So, <laughs> So you told me to show and tell, right? Show and tell. I said, bring your show and tell, okay. baby. So, yeah. So I, I'm i reviewing this. I'm working on it now. And um, it's just a matter of time to get it done. Hopefully by the end of the month, end of November, we'll so see. So what are you holding this up there? The, uh, what is this? Yeah, what are you holding up? Yeah, this is, you know, I don't want to, people feel dangerous on the other side of the screen, right? So it's clear. Don't get banned from YouTube. Oh, that's great. Fuck you, dude. So this is the uh, 9mm Shield Plus. So uh, the micro gun, the micro 9, micro anything is a real topic, I think. Uh, I'm already thinking about how to open the video. I've already got some footage for it. And again, it just takes me a minute to put stuff together because I'm just obsessed with it. Anyway, but I've had this for about two years. So I guess the joke here is... A man walks into the Glock store for the first time. What does he do? He buys a Smith & Wesson <laughs> shield. So that's what I did. I'm sorry, Lenny. But uh, uh, I mean, if he sells them. When they, finally, when they finally open in Nashville, I walk in, and I'm like the only person in there. It's like, you know, the walk of shame and um, didn't have any witnesses. But I bought a Smith & Wesson shield. Do From I carry this? Store. No. So I guess my point is when I review it, hopefully in the comments, uh the craze of this, the industry is really pushing these. You do gain things with the Micro 9. Uh, I've owned Micro and Subcompact 9s. I had Glock 26s coming out my rear end 20 years ago. I mean, I had five or six of them. Sold them all. Four or five years ago, I bought a Glock 43, which I thought, I'll just say, you know, I love Glocks. Y'all know that. I thought the Glock 43 is a piece of crap. I, it just felt like a water gun with a 9mm barrel on it. Okay. It just, thank you, Prentice. Uh, he's nodding in agreement. It yep. just didn't work for me. So then I bought a Glock 48. It's like, I kind of like the size, but I don't like that single stack flat. And I didn't like the aftermarket mag. Sorry. Uh, this, if, if the Shield 2 compact four inch barrel was available 20, 25 years ago, my Glock journey may not have ever happened. This is freaking you know, people compare this to the Hellcat and everything else. And I'm not doing the review now. Sorry for that. But this this is a this is a topic. It's a topic. Micro nine. What do you gain? What do you give up? All the millions of new gun owners in the last what three four years? How many of them bought nine millimeter? 
for the first time, most. Mm-hmm. How many of them went with the compact? A lot of them, because the industry is telling them to do that. Well, yeah. you give up some things with this as well. But uh, to well, me, a lot so of them far, were females it is too. dirty. You can pick it up, because I had it out uh, yesterday or day before. But this is is great. Um, but anyway, that's show and tell number one. So. Well, but that's, that's a topic. A, that, that's a topic, that's but the, that's the thing too. The, the micro, you know, you talk about the micro, and that's something new. That's, you know, within the last two years, you know, it it came out to where you get compact, you get subcompact, now you got micro. You know, you got a whole right. other category that within the that's been created within the past you know couple of years, and people are jumping on it. You know, Canik's got one out now. They've got a a micro out. Have you shot a Canik yet, Tommy? No, and I have not. And truth you be told, when I canic. bought this, when I bought this, uh, of course, you know, I had not shot it. Yeah. Uh, but I went to several dealers, and I just kind of held. And I went to people. I went to dealers who knew me. Yeah. So when I walk in, say, "Can I stand here and hold this? Can I do a trigger pull?" Sure. You know, I'd ask. I'm not just the guy walking in doing a trigger pull in a gun store. That's a whole episode right there. So um, I said, "I'm really shopping for a micro. It's not my thing, but I'm going to have one." And this is the one that, to me, just felt good in the grip. It felt good in the build. It felt good in the balance. And these are things I'll talk about in the review. I'm going to shoot the crap of it in the review. That's no – I've already been doing footage for that. Um, Which What does that convey to somebody? Well, it shoots, okay, but I'm going to try to share some thoughts in it. But this, to me – I've never been a fan of SIGs. I've tried them. I've tried them at Hickok's house. I've tried SIGs. Yeah. Uh, I have not tried the Hellcat as far as shooting. To me, this passed the test for me just by just by you know picking it up. Yeah. Just and, and getting the grip and the grip on this. That's why you know I'm fighting not to go out and buy a 2.0 Smith compact four inch barrel in nine millimeter and also 40. Okay. I think the 40 in this would be a rock star, and that's a whole other topic. Is the 40 caliber? So, but this you just lost, lost just, a lot of listeners just then, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and I dropped my mag. So, uh, I so, mean, that's the ten round mag, and then you run the thirteen round mag. And I found a fifteen round mag the other day. Went back and visited Lenny, spent some money, and found a fifteen round mag. Was it a fifteen? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Just yeah. so then you're playing a game where, oh my gosh, I've got the capacity that I have in my Glock nineteen. It's compact. It feels good. It shoots. Will this replace my Glock 19? I don't uh, know. The earth will stop. When Do that this. Happens, but Do this for me. Hold your hand up in front of the camera. Prentice, hold your hand up. I don't have big hands. No, here's the thing. No jokes. Follow me. Follow okay. me on this. Okay. So guns are like shoes. Everybody's feet are different sizes, different shapes. That's why they make so many different sizes and shapes and brands of shoes. I can't wear Nike, you know. I, I I've never been able to wear Nikes. They just don't feel good on my feet, where some people swear by them. You know, that's you're all. Not the, supposed that's supposed to. Oh. You're too. You're too old. <laughs> even even when I was younger, you know, I just I couldn't wear okay, Nikes. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Yeah, that's why they I, I, make I get your point. different I, guns yeah, have different point. shapes and different feels to to different people. So you're saying that fits you great. And that's all well and good, and and it's great that you do these reviews and you point out all these these features and you know the weight and the balance and you know. But that's for you and that's for your hand. So if somebody's got a similar type, then yeah, it's going to be great for them. But 
you know, somebody else, that Glock might fit, you know, perfect or that Canic might be perfect for them or that uh, Hellcat that you said, you know, could be perfect for them. Right. I mean, I've been shooting Glocks since 1991. So yeah, me too. I uh, my Glocks. first Glock was not a Glock 19. It was a Glock, uh, it was a Glock 22 and 40. So it was, mine a, was too. I guess it, that it, was my it, first gun. Was it? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, back in the day when there were what, three gun stores in Nashville. So, yeah. uh, you told somebody I'm going to the gun store. They knew which. This is a 27. This is a 27. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, a I like 40s, man. I love the 40. I, yeah, I love 40. I mean, I I probably review the Gen 3 Glock 23, which uh, the market for that today is the used gun market. It's not something you're going to go buy new, not likely. Yeah. The space for that. And that's the other thing is the utility and the demographic of who's going to buy this gun has evolved. So you have all the Gen 5s, which I don't care for the Gen 5 Glocks. I just don't. I um, like my Gen 5. Just don't. I like, I'll, I'll, I'll buy. I like my Gen 5 19. I'll buy two more. You have a Gen 5 19? I like my Gen 5 19, yeah. I've I've tried them. Uh, I've had Gen 4s and I've sold them. I've had Gen 4 19s and 23 and I sold them. But I'll just say this. I'm more likely to go buy a Shield Plus. Well, I wouldn't buy it. I might not buy it. I would buy a Shield 2.0 compact which for some people is too big i get it uh on how people carry today you know appendix and everything else i get that and body sizes and hands all those things you're talking about absolutely that's what we have to look at but and then that's I'm why they make tommy that's why they make dremel tools also so this is my um 23 not 23 yeah 23 40 yeah and i dremeled i dremeled the grip because I hate it. This is a Gen 3. This is a Gen 3. Okay. And I, I journaled well, that. I'm going to have to. Stippled you're gonna it. You're going to force me to draw. <laughs> you're going to force me to go to my holster. All right. <laughs> Ammo popped up on the laptop. Fantastic. Hope that came through good. So this is um, clear. This is. Uh, that's that's the 19 I carry pretty much all the time. Yeah. Just did a video with it. Surprise. Uh, this is the RTF2 frame. That's another thing I like about the Gen 3s. Is, where's my camera? It's probably out of focus. But this is the RTF2 frame. There we go. Some lighting. Yeah. This is the, other than the Smith frames, this to me is the best um, out of the factory frame on a handgun that I've tried, it, you know, I'm not talking about 19 and 11. So we're talking about striker fire. And I think that's actually one of the questions in the Instagram chat about striker fire versus 19 and 11. So there's another tangent, but yeah. uh, this 19, you mentioned Dremel work. I have done a little bit. I actually, I used a, I used a hand file on this. You won't be able to see it, but I used a hand file because of that, what they call the Glock knuckle. Yeah. The Glock knuckle is real. I mean, my hands it's are a real before, thing. Yeah. So I've been shooting Glocks for 32 years now. So, you know, in every caliber, basically. So, uh, yeah, even after holding that Shield Plus and then picking up the 19, which is obviously thicker grip, that's still, if you're watching the video, I'm not aiming at the camera so y'all are safe. So uh, <laughs> Aim at the camera. People are like, oh, my God, he aimed at the camera. So, uh, yeah. and there's nobody else in this room, so I'll share that. This is a, this is the bonus room. It's my office. It's everything else. But even when I transitioned from... The Shield Plus to the Glock 19, I guess it's because muscle memory. I just freaking lock in. That's just, 
So, all right, yeah. now we got guns everywhere. I got rifles up here too. That's part so. of it, though, man. It's training too. You know, it's, you got to train with with what you're going to run with too. So you do have that muscle well, memory. So if you get a new carry, then you got to yeah, train with it. Thing where, um, you know, red dots. Uh, I I think I was at Plinkster's house, 22 Plinkster's house. What you got? If you hold it up, I'll guess what that is. That's what That's I was going to see if you could guess what it is. So I'm holding up a it's 40. A silver tip? Yeah, 40. 40 silver tip. Uh, 165 or 180? This is uh, 165. Okay. Probably, I don't know. I've never owned that particular one. Uh, let's see, maybe 1,100 feet per second, 1,120. I don't know how hot they load that. Winchester is usually pretty good on their velocity. That's Winchester. Let's say 1,130 feet per second. Yeah, that's a Winchester. Do you have the box? Uh, not handy, Somebody's I don't. Thinking. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm guessing. That's pretty bad. I got that crap in my head. <laughs> uh, he's holding up a silver tip. He identified it. Okay, make sure Zeke knows that. Uh, what's the velocity? I'm going to guess 1,130. 460 for 68 foot pounds muzzle energy yeah that's my bit right there. by the way is muzzle energy so anyway let's do this and we, we want to talk more gambling, so we're going to talk more about, talk about yeah we're going to talk yeah, more stop. about uh your stop. knowledge and the ballistics and and all that we we'll get to listener questions but first i hear something i hear that train rolling in tommy and prentice you hear the train here it comes so gunny yeah. Bring that train in. actually a track about a mile from here. I do hear it. <laughs> hey, Ralph, Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, the train has stationed, and we've got a few Jack Wagons that we want to take care of, and we got a couple of heroes that we want to, uh, to honor on this Thanksgiving episode of the Talking Lead podcast, so... As you're sitting there chowing down on your turkey and dressing and gravy and mashed potatoes and green beans and hopefully you went to Whiskey River Beef and you guys put your order in for some nice steaks and ground beef and you know maybe a, a tri-tip. I mean, I don't, I don't know uh, what all what all you guys got there at Whiskey River, Prentice. Man, we, we've got everything. We've got everything from the filet mignon to a special picanha to chuck steaks to Delmonico's. Uh, man, we've got it all. We're, uh, we're ready ready to start shipping beef to, to anybody and everybody that wants to fill those freezers. So do we want to make the announcement now before we get into the jack wagons? Let's or, do it. Or do we want to we want to go through the jack wagons first? You want to you want to make the announcement on the Let's the Black Friday Cyber Monday special that that Whiskey River Beef is going to be running just for you leadheads. That's right. That's right. So this this special is going to go through the end of the year, and uh, you guys are going to be able to uh, dial into the website. Go ahead and put your orders in. Uh, use the code WRB2023. When you do that, uh, you'll be able to take full advantage of that Black Friday, uh, Cyber Monday discount. And that does run through the end of the year this year. And Prentice, what's that discount? What are they going to get? How much are you going to give them on that, this? 
that discount is going to be 10% off of anything that you purchase and it will arrive to your doorstep within 24 to 48 hours of us shipping out. Keep in mind, all, all products are shipped every Monday. Uh, so be, be, be aware of when you're ordering, uh, that your order, if you order on a Wednesday, it will be shipped that following Monday, but, uh, everything will be on your doorstep within 24 to 48 hours. Very nice. So there you go, Leadheads. I told you we were going to eventually get you a discount code, and we got one. So 10% off anything you order on Whiskey River Beef uh, now until the end of the year. So go ahead and get those orders in. And like you said, if you put an order in uh, later in the week, it's not going to ship out till the next Monday, the following Monday. So keep that in mind if you're planning on a Christmas dinner or having having some people over and uh, get togethers and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. So thank you for doing that Prentice. And I'm sure as the new year rolls around, we'll have some other deals for the, the lead heads. We've been talking about it. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, excited to put those out. So yeah, they're coming. They're on their way. They're on their way. That's right. And a little bit later, we're going to make another announcement that you're not going to want to miss with the whiskey river beef. So that's right. Maybe help out some Christmas dinners come coming up. And uh, speaking of dinners, uh, our buddy Tun, Tun Jones, on the show. You guys know, uh, our avid listeners know that Tun is a, a cook. He's, he's a bit of a chef. And uh, he's, he's ordered some Whiskey River beef. He's got uh, a roast or something. What did he get? He, he, he specifically asked for, uh, some short ribs and a beef brisket. brisket. That's so, what it was. so, so we sent that out to him and uh, we're really excited to, to see what he does with that. There you go. Yeah. So he's, he's got a bunch of people come over for Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, he posts stuff on his social meds when he's doing all that cooking. So make sure you go and it's Tun Jones official on the Instagram. So I'm sure he'll be posting those videos up, uh, this week later on this week so keep an eye out for that that's uh something i'm looking forward to oh yeah i'm not as good a cook as he is so <laughs> i don't have all the <laughs> fancy fancy grilling stuff and everything that that ton does but uh, once i get my steaks thawed out and, and ready to go i'll do some videos with mine too there you go have you over maybe Hey, I'm all about eating Whiskey River beef. Buddy. There you go. I know you are. And uh, Tommy, I remember I went to your house um, a few years back, and you had a nice little deck and grill set up back there too. Yeah, the deck is still there. Uh, the grill, probably about the fifth generation grill that we're on now since you were here, but that's actually in that uh, what 100th episode video. Is that the one? Uh, you and Zeke were here all day? I think it was, yeah. When we did the— and we grilled some burgers. The and, shooter uh, spinoff? We had some ornamental uh, cooking utensils on the wall of my kitchen that belonged to my daughter, and we yes. actually took them outdoors. Yes, <laughs> used them in the video on the grill. Uh, yeah, I hear about that every once in a while. They were oversized. I remember they were huge <laughs> cooking yeah. utensils. But uh, I, I think that might be a good promo: is uh, some Whiskey River uh, on those giant, massive utensils because you could put uh, four big five. That'd be awesome. Actually, think about it: five yeah. or six big steaks on there. As a promo, yeah. there's the thought. There you Happy go. to help. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> Very good. So now that we've got everybody's uh, appetites going, and you're chowing down on your Thanksgiving dinner, we're going to take care of some jack wagons. And uh, I'll kick us off here, gentlemen. 
So I was going through some uh, some news. I get these newsletters from uh, NSSF, and that helps keep me up to date on stuff. So uh, here's some news. So you know the the pistol braces have been kind of in the news here lately, where uh, I think the the U.S. Court of Appeals of the Fifth Circuit Court um, put an injunction or something on the the ATF and not allowing them to to arrest people or, or make them outlawed or anything. So, I mean, I'm sure that you, you leadheads, you've been going to the shops, you've been going to, uh, you know, your favorite gun shop, gun store, and you're seeing the, the pistols back, the pistol braces are back. And people are openly selling those now again. Uh, I noticed, you know, I get, Tommy and I were talking about this earlier, get inundated with emails from all these companies and all the deals and specials, and Palmetto State's one of those, and, uh, I go check those out, and I know that they've got them back for sale on on their website too. So, um, just wanted to let you guys know that if that's something that you've been looking for and wanting to get back into, now's the time to do it. Because who knows when they're going to change their mind on that again? <laughs> they go back and forth. You got any opinions on that? Uh, the pistol braces, Tommy? Yes and no. I have never owned one. I've used them. I can't tell you how, but I've used them, and uh, I think probably up in Kentucky, probably at Brandon's house. Uh, remember Brandon back from the day? Another OG. I never, yeah, yeah, I've Brandon. never had a need for them, but I totally, I, yeah, I totally respect everyone's uh, right to to have one. And this has been such a mess. I've tried not to keep up with this because you never know, depending on what day of the week it is. Yeah. Um, what the favor of this is, if if it's possible, but. It's, um, I think if people realized that you don't shoot as accurately, it's, it's all about, well, I mean, you can, let me back that up. You can, but I think that's what the antis need to realize is this, this actually helps you with control. I don't think they understand the real purpose of it, but then they don't understand a lot of accessories that are on a lot of our traditional firearms. This is just another one. Well, here's something, like Tommy, is is they don't understand firearms, period. Right. They Let alone the accessories. accessories in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's basically, you know, it kind of gets to the argument where um, this could be a jack wagon thing where someone says, well, you shouldn't have an AR or anything that does this and this. Even if they have an accurate description of, of the firearm or the ammo or capacity or cycling rate or things like that, even if they have an accurate description, which is rare, but then uh, they say, but, you know, that's not what the Second Amendment uh, called for. Like, OK, wait a minute. Then I come back and and kind of box them in with, do you have uh, an iPad? Do you have an iPhone? Uh, do you have Internet? You know, look at all the things and then kind of box them in. Well, you know, those are we don't think you'd have something that derived from the military. And then I have a list on my phone, which I'm happy to bring out that says you own an SUV, you microwave food. Uh, you look at all the things that derived from the military and from technology, from uh, the space industry and from the military that are now part of our daily lives that people don't have a problem with it, do they? No. Uh, in the First Amendment, you know, you have the ability now to uh, put all kinds of poison into the air with your language and your speech and, and misinformation. And it's available around the world in an instant. How long would it have taken that 250 years ago? It may have never gotten there. So I just, 
just people don't have critical thinking Or by the skills. time That's that it got thing. there, it was something completely different than what it started out as. Exactly. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got me started. I'll back off. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's that's perfect. I asked for your opinion and you gave it. But yeah, I mean that's the thing, you know. Yeah, so Jack Jack wagon that's that's a jack wagon thing. Yeah, pistol braces aren't for everybody, just like the bump stocks. I, I would never have purchased or owned a bump stock, you know, and it didn't hurt my feelings that they, you know, that they didn't make them available anymore, but it did hurt my feelings because again, it's 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 impeding on our second amendment rights. Even though I didn't agree with, you know, that I would never use one. I thought they were useless. I didn't agree with the decision to outlaw them and ban them. You know, that right. I did not agree with. And I totally support the right to own one yeah. and to have, you know, choices. It's, exactly. It's, 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 it's technology that improves the user experience in its purest form. That's all it is. Yeah. And it's technology. It that proves the experience leads to innovation. That's it. You know, the, it. that bump stock could lead to something else that's going to be innovative and improve upon, you know, some other aspect of, of firearms, firearm safety, even, you know, who, who knows? But, uh, but same thing with the pistol braces. I like pistol braces. I use the pistol braces. You know, I have several of the pistol braces. Um, but you know, again, here's the thing. Um, and apparently, I, you know, I'm going by these gun stores because they are selling them now, openly selling them. They have these high-priced attorneys and lawyers. So they wouldn't be selling them, I wouldn't think, if they didn't have people that were studying this and saying, okay, it's good now. We're good to go. You can own this, and, you know, you're fine. So, um, And just hope that that challenge is now over. It's, it it's not going to be. It's not. They're, they're going to they're gonna keep on, but... We'll see. We'll see when it strikes its ugly head up again. I think they've got other things that they're more concerned with with the election coming up that, you know, they put that on the back burner for now. That's well, the other positive point. thing about this outcome is that you now have a uh, positive in our favor precedent and language to support yeah, that. Exactly. So, I mean, you build up enough, you build up enough bricks in the wall, not to use a Pink Floyd phrase, but if you, you build enough <laughs> bricks. Uh, John Hickok would love that, but you you get enough bricks built up to fortify. I mean, you're you're fortifying your position. That's what this. That's where we are now. It's a fortification, in a positive way. Yeah. So that's how that's that's kind of big picture, fifty thousand foot. How I'm looking at it, but I support everyone's right to have one. I have no problem with somebody owning that. Good grief. So um, we were talking earlier too about a couple of other jack wagons. Um, Here's a House Democrats hold roundtable on nationwide gun emergency. Members of Congress, mm. Democratic members of Congress, led by U.S. Rep. Jamie Raskins, Democratic Maryland, assembled for a roundtable discussion about criminal misuse of firearms and their gun control answers. We're going to examine the nationwide gun emergency. You know, here they go, you know, throwing. Maybe in Baltimore. That's not nationwide. Now, I'm curious when you mention this person. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jamie, is your district Baltimore? Jamie I mean, Raskin. Just, I'm not, well, you know. He's a Democrat okay. in um, Maryland. Yeah. Um, but he goes on to it's say, just, the endless rounds of uh, gun violence and massacres that are plaguing our society. Uh, the roundtable was called together in the aftermath of the Lewistown, Maine tragedy but members mostly discuss new opportunities to pass more gun control 
not the numerous instances where the murderers slipped through the cracks of the existing laws and safeguards already in place that should have prevented him from purchasing and possessing firearms to begin with. So, you know. He is, uh, okay, it looks like his district is Rockville, Maryland, which is just north of D.C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've driven through there several times, but, um, well, you know, again, it doesn't matter really where he is, but. Um, but the, the but how they label I, I this to get, you know, to get, to get around laws too, you know, gun emergency, gun pandemic. You know, when they throw pandemics and emergencies and um, what's what's that other catchphrase that that they use to, um, it'll come to me in a minute. You know, like the war on drugs, you know, and stuff like that, to where they can skirt and 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 go through the the normal legal process of getting laws and past oh um, yeah they try to skirt it i i hope i'm competent enough to go head to head with someone in a position of authority i kind of dream about this if if i could go head to head in a conversation call it a debate whatever you will but just just the basic i guess it's the salesperson in me the basic logic of wait a minute you're declaring a national emergency of gun epidemic, gun violence, and all those types of things. What constitutes a national? Let's look at what constitutes a national emergency outside of gun. And it's not gun violence. It's let's get this right. It's people violence, whether it's mental health or not. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. It's not gun violence. I mean, what's this doing right now? That's violent. What's this doing? I have. Two rifles, Nick. So there's probably something else in here. See that wall behind me? (laughs) It hasn't attacked me uh, yet. (laughs) You punch that YouTube plaque behind me and and, uh, something will jump out. But it's not gun violence. I get so tired of hearing that. It's people violence. It's people with just evil and, and, you know, whatever. But uh, the national emergency thing. So when you have – you just have to get somebody to admit – which if, if they're mindful of what they're doing, they probably won't, but you've got to get them close. So if you have 99% of gun, 99.9% of gun owners like us who are obeying the law and going out of our way to be good people and obey the law, like the story I shared with you, Mark, uh, offline a moment ago yeah. about something that came to my house that wasn't supposed to be here. And it's like, I recognize it wasn't supposed to be here because a manufacturer sent it. And I brought their attention to it. And it was embarrassing for that company. I won't get into details. But, you know, you and I talked about that. Um, but the, when you have 99.9% of people obeying the law, what logic drives someone to think that there's a national emergency on firearms? It's it's somewhat localized. I mean, Tennessee gets a bad rap for everything that happens in Memphis. But, my gosh, it's Nashville's gotten just as bad. Yeah. You don't but, hear that kind but of look, crap going on in Chattanooga and Knoxville. But look at where I'm Nashville sure is now politically. Na- you know, Nashville is, you know, it's a liberal town now. It's a liberal city. And the more yeah. liberal it's gotten, you know, the, the crime has risen. You know, it's, and it's only going to get worse. This this yeah. guy that's there now. Just, oh, he's a bonehead. Just totally, totally progressive. And I, I you know, he's, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's I I don't like the future of Nashville Davidson County. I haven't for a while, and I actually sat down last week. I I don't drive into the city unless I have to, and I'll usually go around 
you know, any of the outside bypasses to, to get around, even if it's Old Hickory Boulevard, yeah. I'll, I'll do anything I can to not have to drive downtown. Yeah. It's just, uh, I just, I don't feel safe in Nashville and the suburbs have gotten just as bad and now it's bleeding over into surrounding counties. We see that all the time. Uh, so Nashville, I've just checked the news before we signed on. It's like, my gosh, I didn't heard about these incidents. And 10, 15 years ago, these were incidents that would have made the headlines in Nashville yeah. and in the state and in the region. And now it's a natural occurrence 10 to 15 times a day. And you just, it's like there are people suffering and their lives are altered forever because of what happened. And you're just numb to it. But the, and then the anti say, well, they're numb to all the things that are going on. It's like three of us, we're not the people who are doing this. No, let's but they're, focus on, they're oblivious to what's going on around them, and they don't want to, they don't want to admit what's going on around them. You know, they're, they're the yuppies, the people that have gone there and gentrified Nashville and pushed all these people out and, you know, raised their property taxes and made it impossible for them to, to live there. Um, I think I think the worm is going to turn in Nashville and Davidson County where we might see tourism impacted. Uh, cost of living is already out of control. It's gotten dangerous. Turn into Never Chicago. thought I'd see it happen. Yeah, I didn't either. The but... lax laws, uh, people get the juveniles, you know, the 12 and 13 year olds that are out shooting people. And then, well, it's gun violence. No, wait a minute. Where are those kids' parents? I mean, literally 13, 14 years old, stealing cars. Now the street racing is a big thing. Then they're finding drugs, guns, everything else. What happens? Okay, they make they make their $20,000 bail. What's the story behind that? Who's paying this bail? You know, who's bonding them out? There's just so much, and it just... Well, I mean, if it's I, like California, it's they don't need they don't do bail anymore. You know, they, they it's like you don't need bail; they just let you out. You know, you don't have to you don't have to post bail. That didn't that started in some of these other cities like New York, yeah, uh, Chicago, California, Chicago, yeah, yeah Nashville is now. Yeah, I was talking with a friend in Atlanta. Uh, he's in law enforcement, and um, we were talking the other day, and he's coming up to Nashville in a, in about a month. And I said, "When's the last time you were in Nashville?" He's living in Atlanta forever. I think he's originally from New York, so he's seen it all. Marine, done things around the world. He's he's done it all, done it all in law enforcement. I said, "When's the last time you were in Nashville?" He said, "Oh, 40 years ago." I said, "You're not going to recognize it," and I said, "You're not going to feel safe." <laughs> no, um, it's know, not the same Nashville. It's just, uh, I said, you're not going to recognize this place and the culture. It's just, it's not what it was. I mean, literally, he said, it's been 1982. I'm going, my gosh. I vaguely remember that for the bad things that are going on and that the laws that are being considered. Well, Tommy, uh, it's, considered, it's, it's just, that's the easiest scapegoat. You know, that's the easiest person right. to point the finger to. It's like, let's not, let's not to take it off my shoulders. Is. You know, it's not my fault. I don't own a gun. It's not my fault. It's got to be your fault because you're pro 2A. You know, you own a gun. You're into guns. You're pushing all these gun rights and all this stuff. It's your fault. Your fault. It's not my fault. Yeah. Part of my deal is to show how it can be safely done and how you can be a good person and have a good career and a family and do all these things and be the gray man. Yeah. That's the majority of us out yeah, here, exactly. especially with the, the YouTubers, exactly. the, the Instagram people, those influencer people. I'm not an influencer. I don't consider myself an influencer. A media. I consider myself I media. I don't either, for that matter. I never yeah. have. You know, um, I, I I think I might cross the line into being an influencer if I appeared in a video wearing a bikini, uh, or twerking, or a monkey suit, or uh, monkey suit's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I have. You I, remember? 
Remember the monkey I have suit? Photographic evidence of the uh, demise of the monkey suit. Uh, so for those who don't know what we're talking about, go to Talking Ledge YouTube channel, and it was our 100th episode. Is that what it was? The video? Yeah. At the end of that, like the the um, blooper reel kind of thing. <laughs> you I remember that? that. <laughs> I watched that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I watched the whole video. First yeah. time I watched it in a while. There's yeah. this guy in a monkey I, suit I that wears me out with a baseball bat. <laughs> well, there was... Yeah, that happened. Yeah. But there was also somebody in a monkey suit at the end who was twerking in my backyard. <laughs> my neighbors still talk about that. Like, what in the world? Good times. Good I and mean, they've times. seen me do things in the backyard. And I I have a lot of privacy back here. So if you see me in the backyard, you're going out you're of your somewhere way. you should be. Yeah. I have a lot of privacy back here. But yeah, it's like, you know, what was that? What, 2014? That What was that thing back there in your yard twerking? And, and, <laughs> A lot of other things. <laughs> Some other the, things that I can't I want to mention. be clear. I was not the one. I'm not. I was not the one in the suit when that happened during that scene. It's that person right there. Yeah. Yeah. Apprentice. Uh, not me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the uh, but but the suit is gone. It has appeared in some videos the last few weeks, but that was archival footage that I cleaned up and re-rendered and all that. But. It's gone. I had photos of it in the fire pit. It just, I'll just tell you, it smelled so bad. Oh my gosh, I, mean, I can you imagine. Can't, you can't wash those things. I mean, the first time I wore it in 2011, uh, it was a birthday. And uh, I said, I'm just going to go spend the day in the woods. So I did, uh, outside of town, some family property. So I took the suit and some firearms and targets, and I made a video uh, wearing a Bigfoot suit in 90-degree heat. And it's like, my gosh, you know, this is crazy. Then I did it three or four other times. Uh, I wore it on Halloween a couple of times answering the door. That was funny. Now, you but, can't tell uh, me that you didn't try to go out and make somebody think that you were Sasquatch. Pull a prank on somebody. You, you're on You're on one of those History Channel in search of Sasquatch videos, aren't you? You know, <laughs> talked about that with some people. Uh, maybe Hickok was one of them. I think we may have talked about it. I was afraid of getting shot. Yeah, that's I, true. It, that didn't happen. What I was it Wendy's or McDonald's? I did go through a drive-through wearing it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I hit four or five drive-throughs in the in the community. Uh, didn't get a ticket. Didn't get reported. No one showed up to the house. But uh, yeah, I did drive around in it, and it might have. I'm not even sure it was Halloween. I think I just did it for the heck of it. Well, you know what? It ordered some food and paid for my food. If you'd have had it sitting in your passenger um, seat, you would have got a ticket if you were in the HOV lane. Exactly. Right. If I had a mannequin in the passenger seat. If you'd have had your um, Sasquatch suit over there. (laughs) Yeah. Like maybe have a Zeke mannequin over, you know, the other side of the car, I get a ticket. Right. um, Yeah. Hey, Leadheads. White Settle with Seal One. Just here to talk to you and tell you a little bit about our product. Seal One CLP Plus is a bio-based, non-toxic product. It comes in a paste, liquid, aerosol, and pre-saturated bore-specific patches called Seal Skins. They all do the same thing, just different methods of application. The best way to use our product is to start with a clean firearm. There's two reasons why I say that. First, you start with the Seal One CLP Plus by field stripping your firearm and covering the entire firearm inside and out, bore, barrel, everything with the seal one clp plus you'll see how easy it spreads around you'll want to wait about 
15 to 20 minutes. Then you come back and you want to wipe it all off. So you see how easy it is to put on and remove. And the second reason we say to use a clean firearm is you'll find that it's not clean. We're going to pull out more carbon that's been left behind with whatever product you've been using before. Okay, it takes about three cleanings. So I like to say a clean shoot, clean shoot, clean shoot, just normal usage before the Seal One CLP Plus has removed whatever product that you were using before and has seasoned the firearm. It's kind of like breaking in a cast iron skillet. And after that first cleaning, you will notice a difference. And with each successive cleaning, you will find that it gets easier and easier to clean. Seal One CLP Plus is a dry lubricant and is designed to work as such you will find that malfunctions are virtually eliminated when used properly because the majority of all malfunctions are caused to carbon buildup. And with the Seal One CLP Plus, the carbon does not build up. Seal One CLP Plus is safe on all metals, plastics, composites, polymers, rubber, wood, and leather. Seal One CLP Plus is a one and done formulation. No other products are required or needed to clean and lubricate and protect your firearm. That's why we say seal one and done. Seal one is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Use the code Leadhead for a 25% off discount. All right, let's move on. Jack wagons. Um, you guys I'll got any jack wagons? Who's your jack wagon? Prentice is thinking about it. Prentice, you got any jack wagons? Anybody you want to call out is doing something dumb? Man, don't get me started today because I'm gonna start at the political height of it, and I'm just gonna wear him out. So I'll pass. Oh, it time. is it is his birthday today as we're as we're recording. Really, uh, Biden's birthday. He turned 81 today. Oh. Yeah, By 81 is still senile. What can we say? Congratulations, <laughs> Biden. Another year of senility, no uh, doubt. I think the jack wagon situation at the border. And the constant parading of people in front of Congress and the testimony and everything, nothing's happened. So I think there could be jack wagons on both sides of the aisle. Oh, uh, and I, I realize definitely. that, you know, yeah, the deck is stacked in some favor, but uh, I'm, I'm tired of the political theater. I want to see things taken care of. Uh, it's just and that's why I've kind of tuned out the news and I'm very selective on where I get my news, different websites and so forth. Um, but I'm just tired of the political theater. And it's like it's just everything's buying time until the election. It's like so we get to the election, every, all the distractions and and then there's just no there's no resolution. There's no outcome. I mean, I'm just happy to Good sit out here in the backyard around the fire pit um, with a cup of coffee and some chocolate and a rifle. And I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I don't have to go downtown Nashville to the madness. I'm and not, a gorilla suit. I'm not attracted. I understand if you are, but I've just. There's just places I don't go anymore because it doesn't appeal to me. It's not because I'm old. It's because I just don't see the value proposition of the distractions relative to what I'm going to get out of Risk it and how I want to versus reward and learning and moving forward. Yeah. I think a lot of people just have stopped the desire to learn. I think they've given up. That's a whole other topic. I think people have given up. Yeah. So you don't blame them when they can't buy a house. Or Could get a be, loan or but I think people have just lost the. Not only that they've given up, they just they've they've lost the ability to be able to critically think. You know, they don't teach that to children anymore. How to critically think for yourself. How to take information from from this side, that side, and then educate yourself 
and then come to your own conclusion. And that's what people. I've been connected. I've been connected to the higher education industry for a number of years. And what I have seen and how I've seen it, uh, I don't want to use the word evolve because it's not evolving. Evolving is the way I look at the definition of it is you're you're growing, you're expanding, you're lowering, you're you're learning. But there's a constant better, better desire better. to improve. Better. Okay? Yeah. I'm not seeing that with higher education. And, of course, we don't see it in public education either. Yeah. You know, coming back to Nashville. What a mess. Um, yeah. But all, all those things, it, it, then you plug in the firearms aspect of that and Second Amendment and our freedoms and the founders. You know, you talk to people, they don't understand the concept of the founders or they think it's antiquated or out of date. I'm like, wow, when we totally lose that concept, um, yeah. Yeah, we're in trouble then. That's a bad thing. And it all, it all ties in with firearms and our rights and, and pistol braces and all these. Other, it, all, it all is this big Venn diagram that touches every element. That's okay. the way I look at it. So here's some shocking news. And this comes out of Flint, no Michigan, of all places. Flint, Michigan. And this is kind of go going to go towards the hero side of our our segment here. A preliminary injunction allows guns at open meetings at Flint City Hall. That's amazing. Can you that believe that? Amazing. Regardless of where it is. A judge issued a preliminary injunction to allow people to bring guns to Flint City Council meetings. The ruling made on Monday, November the 20th, would allow people to bring weapons to any meetings subject to the Open Meeting Act held at City Hall, the city of Flint said. However, the city said guns are still banned in other public spaces at City Hall for other general business. The city first announced that, announced that Flint City Hall had become a gun-free zone at the end of October. Oh, I remember that other word that I was trying to think of that these politicians and um, uh, alarmist c- crisis crisis if, if it's a crisis then that also you know it's a gun crisis the gun epidemic epidemic is another you know epidemic pandemic so uh anyway so i thought that was some interesting if we, have, news. if we have a crisis it's a constitutional crisis i don't see a gun crisis but that's I what they call it they call it they call it right. a you know gun viol- a gun violence crisis uh but that you know, it's just it's alarmism. It's alarmist. It's to get it's a, people's well, emotions going, and and well, you're kind of hitting all around it. It's a play on words. You've already pretty much said that. It, it's yeah. or implied that it's a, it's a play on words, and it's uh, very carefully designed to resonate and be embedded within people who are weak minded. Yeah. That it is, but when politicians use it and try to is pass that, laws and and correct? new rules. Then, you know, there are certain. If it's labeled a certain thing, then they have certain powers. It, it allows them certain powers to bypass, like I said earlier, the order of operation in getting laws and and things passed. So, and how it's sold to people who are conditioned or have allowed themselves to be conditioned to accept that language as the gospel on any topic. But or firearms, which obviously what we're talking about. Sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I thought that well was some good there. news uh, in Flint, Michigan. There, city. I mean, something yeah, that's you would think that Government would happen. Building. There. Yeah. 
Yeah. You guys got any heroes? Anybody that deserves some praise? I just think our veterans are underappreciated. Yeah. Every day. Whether that's, um, you know, how they're treated at the VA. Uh, I make a point if I'm at a restaurant or, or somewhere and I, I see uh, older gentlemen, you know, wearing a hat, I'm pretty much thinking, okay, he's the one who served, but he might be wearing the hat for someone else. But I'll thank them for their service. And I think only on one occasion – did they correct me and say, no, I'm wearing this for my uh, brother or whatever. It's like, oh, good. So there's, they're honoring that person. It was like, well, I appreciate what they did. Yeah. I appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing that for everybody to see. I make a point to do that. I've been in some really crazy faraway places where I've done that. And they kind of look at you as like, yeah, most people will appreciate it. I and mean, we'll actually respond. I mean, it might be a bathroom, a public restroom, wherever, which is kind of weird. <laughs> did you just say like, public restroom? <laughs> It's probably not the correct the thing to say when you're in a men's to. room and you say, I appreciate your service. It's like, oh, okay, boom, boom. Yeah. So anyway. And then you drop a five. Yeah, let's edit that. Edit that. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. That's funny. thinking, who's this guy you brought on here, man? But yeah. Uh, so uh, I've got one more hero. Unless, Prentice, you got a hero? No, I'm, I'm going to go with Tommy on this. this the, our, our veterans are way underappreciated day in, day out on every level. So kudos, Tommy, I'm on you with that. So um, a Parkland dad stands for daughter's memory, denounces the Washington Post gun control ploy. Ryan Petty tragically lost his daughter, Elena, Elena to the unspeakable murders at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. After significant soul-searching, he couldn't bring himself to blame the gun, but recognized that the evil was in the heart of the murderer, mm-hmm. as Tommy was just pointing out earlier. The Washington Post published images and videos of several headline-grabbing murder scenes, including Parkland revisiting the tragedies in attempts, uh, an attempt to drudge support for banning AR-15s. Petty denounced the publication and did, as did Bearing Arms, Cam Edwards and the Reload, Stephen Gatowski, who wrote, that's a significant departure from how reputable news outlets have long operated. Ryan Petty worked with NSSF's Real Solutions campaign to talk about Alania's, maybe it's A-L-A-I-N-A apostrophe S. Uh, Elena, Elena's. Elena, yeah. okay. Elena. And how he yeah. couldn't allow others to use her memory to rob Americans of their rights. Edwards wrote of the video, wow. there are real solutions out here that can help prevent these terrible acts from taking place and spare parents the horror and grief that Ryan knows firsthand and they can comfortably coexist with all our freedoms, including our right to keep and bear arms. I have when you started talking about that story, I had heard that before, so it sounds like that was an update. But I have heard of him previously, and clearly he's very grounded and critical thinking and using logic. The other thing that you don't hear so much about is all the failures that led up to that, and that is a pattern that happened in Maine. It's it's happened in other places where there were failures, and I think I find it ironic that the people who are calling on the government to come down on uh, gun ownership and background checks and all those things, types of things, they're asking the same entities who failed to, I mean, isn't that just ironic? 
the same you're asking the same people, the same entities who failed. I mean, Parkland was a failure of local law enforcement before mm-hmm. the day of. It was a failure of the FBI. The kid was on radar. Yeah. He his home had been visited numerous times. People talk about red flag laws. There's another wormhole. Well, you know, if you're going to have a red flag law, you better damn well have every all the checks and balances. You better have consistent reporting of the data that supports the the firearm, the background check. We're never going to have that. It has to be consistent from one state to another. Red, la- red flag laws don't work, and they're never going to work. They're, they're not going to work. They're not going to work. Never going to work. It's just it's it's basically it's another form of restraining order. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. No. So you know, uh, until you seriously impact people who are committing crimes and send the message to the rest of the world that we're not going to tolerate it. This is how you will be taken care of. This is the outcome, and this is the standard. Uh, the standard now. It's not in favor of people who are, are trying to do the right thing. But, you know, Parkland was a failure, multiple levels, I hate to say it, of law enforcement and government. But it's it's a fact, and there's evidence for that. Yeah. Uh, the Orlando shooting at the club is the same thing. On the radar, passing background Name checks, one that wasn't. You know, Maine. Name one that wasn't. Name, the Las Vegas guy was on the radar. You never hear anything about that, do you? No, that got swept what under the rug. That? That's a whole topic. Yeah. That thing. was really, there's nothing to be found on that. Nothing. San Bernardino. Um, you know, do, do you know I who Mindy? I hate that we have to name cities all over the country. Nashville. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that big thing's been in the news recently because they released the um, her manifesto or whatever it was, her, her diary, whatever they're calling it. Uh, they didn't right. release it, but it got released uh steven crowder i think um uh, got access yep. to it and he released like three three or four pages of it and uh uh you know of course they're trying to bury that because it didn't trying to bury that and they're going there's gonna be some people in law enforcement who are going to lose their career because it leaked yeah and they're, they're they will isolate i think they're down to four maybe three or four yeah they're I going to know. ruin their career because this got out and i have mixed feelings about that i mean your position of Maintaining confidential information, I get that. You want to respect that. But here's the thing, Tommy, is that they're saying it wasn't a police officer that they got it from. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's what what they're saying. But anyway, enough politics and all this crap. We want to talk. Oh, wait a minute. Another thing we need to to mention is the the footage from the January 6th um, (laughs) protest. Is is what they really were protests. Thank you for using that word. Yeah, yeah. The the protest uh, has been released, and you know it's showing just that that it was a that it was a protest. It wasn't a riot. It wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't you know all this, and you know that's trying to get buried too. So just keep your eye on that. Something to think about. I don't want to go into any details on that either because yeah, it, again, it's we not, could spend and it's another not hour. making the mainstream news at all. You mm-hmm. can look at any mainstream news outlet. There's absolutely no mention of J6. No. Nothing. Not you at you all. can find out what uh, Taylor Swift did in Argentina this week, but there's nothing going was that, on. Was that Britney J6. Spears or, or Taylor Swift? Britney Spears or Taylor Biden thinks that 
It's Britney Spears. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I, 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 caught, I caught the headline on that. I didn't waste my time digging yeah. in it. Well, you know, he did turn yeah. 81 today. So, you know, happy birthday, Sleepy. <laughs> I just have no words. All right. We're going to no. move on because people are here to hear about guns and ammo. That's what they want to hear. So for all you that, you that were just cringing through that, that jack wagon train, I'm sorry, but the good stuff is here now. The, the good topics are here now. So going to get that train out of here. We're going to talk ballistics and guns and cool things with Tommy. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> it's gonna what was go. your plan on that? To go through the questions? Because I've looked at I've looked at the no. Instagram we're gonna we're gonna save responses. those. I've got some questions for you. Okay, I've got some questions for you. So, Uh-oh. so you actually, I have some questions as well, some topics, but we might not have time for that. Yeah, I got all the time in the world. So I'm following your lead. Follow my lead. Follow my lead. So we mentioned earlier, you know that. You you started your YouTube channel what about two thousand eight or so around there? Uh yeah, I think the first videos. It didn't start out as a firearms channel. It started out with some uh, I don't want to call family videos, but just hobby videos of trains. I was on a trip in the Caribbean and uh, did some uh, not beach footage. I'm sorry, but uh, plane footage at Saint Martin. You know where the planes come in low over the beach. So yeah. I had some plane footage there i had some trains and then i i plugged in a fire i said let me plug in a gun video and i can't even remember what it was if it's still out there and the views on that were exponentially higher the engagement the comments i'm going oh gosh i didn't expect that i probably <laughs> did but i denied it kind of got going but uh it's what can i do here because at the time i didn't have much of a collection i what i have here around me um you know, just, you know, uh, stuff like that. Uh, He's holding was, up an AR. I there. didn't have that much. So what can I do? It's like, what can I do? And I'll say that uh, when I got into carrying on a regular basis, so we're talking early 2000s. So I'm now a buyer, a consumer of defensive ammo. I was, you had the internet, you had YouTube, you had, mm-hmm. you know, still print and everything else. I was very frustrated with, the lack of detailed information regard regarding defensive handgun ammo. Uh, and that really hasn't changed a whole lot. I'm, it just hasn't. Uh, but I just was couldn't find information. It's basically everything was an ad. It's marketing. Really now it's marketing. It's a one minute marketing piece. That's it. I'm not connected to firearms companies. I can say whatever I want. So um, I was just agitated and I've ran across, I've got photos from 2003, 2004, 2005 before YouTube where I was testing wet pack with a Glock 26. Cause that's what I carried at the time. A, uh, not a micro, but a subcompact, like a three and a half. They didn't have micros back then. So uh, they didn't have micros back then. they hadn't they didn't exist. Extra half an inch to a three inch barrel. So I was running a Glock 26 and, and shot it well. And, uh, I've, if I had them, I'd put the pictures up here to see, but uh, maybe you can plug it in the video later. But I've got some wet pack photos from 2004, 2005, where I'm shooting Winchester Ranger, Spear Gold Dots into wet pack and making measurements of those. You know, how far do they penetrate wet pack? Kind of irrelevant, but you get a sense. And and then the, um, you know, expansion and all that. Like, I just kind of wanted to know how does this ammo work? How's it engineered? And then it kind of took off from there. 
uh, wet pack testing, sim test, which to me was pretty good stuff. Uh, the sim test and then uh, clear gel, which I thought about doing a video on that. I had some thoughts on clear gel. It's basically it's a good product uh, if you understand what you're getting with it. OK, uh, it's the best visual you could expect. And that's why people now have turned it to an entertainment product yeah. as opposed to trying to get some pseudoscience out of it. So all of that, and then I, I guess two years ago, played around with the real stuff, the real 10% organic gel. That is such a pain to make from scratch, but I nailed it. And I was talking to people in law enforcement and physicists and other people in my little network behind the scenes. And they said, you really got this. And I said, okay, I'm running with it. So I did a, you know 10 or 12 videos with that and then hit that pause button again at the end of 21. And here we are. Um, Still fascinated by it. I, you know, I do get it. It's, it's about, uh, being accurate and proficient. And that's, that's really where I'm at right now. And that's kind of, I don't want to use the word preach, but that's what I try to emphasize. Yeah. Is it is important to know, especially with, you know, these little, uh, three inch barrels, the Shield Plus, which I'm showing again. Um, Today's ammo, I think you really have to be careful what you're using in in the little micros. I, I think what they're doing in 9mm ammo now, which is lowering velocities, but they're saying because of technology. I can debate that all day long. Uh, ammo is ammo, but they're lowering velocities. And when you're doing that with a 3-inch barrel, you're getting into a, a kind of a dangerous area where some of the ammo that you might choose for your self-defense uh, might not be the best option for the type of gun that you have, type of firearm. So it's kind of where I'm at now. So I've evolved. Uh, my mindset has changed on some things that I believed in 10 years ago, five years ago. Now it's about being proficient. And that's what I'm focusing on every week is proficiency. I'm very specific. I like gold dots. I like HSTs. I like bonded ammo. I like some non-bonded ammo. So that's a whole topic. And maybe that gets into some of the questions that people had. It might. And we'll get into those in a minute. Um, don't worry yeah. about those questions just yet. Now you've, so it's um, basically kind of an exercise in frustration is what I guess I would call it. Now, since you've been back, you said you've put out about, what, 14, 15 videos? There's about 13. They're not ammo reviews. It's just a mix of things. There's a couple of yeah. gun reviews. There's a couple of archive things I threw together. Um, there's the longest video I've ever posted was of this. In all the years I've done, uh, this went up in uh, – I think September. This is the Ruger PC carbine. Yeah. And for those who are concerned, it's not loaded. There is a magazine, but it's not loaded. There you go. Uh, and that's Again, a Vortex crossfire. <laughs> the time. We're, not, we're not concerned about those those people. They're not watching this show. So <laughs> don't right. worry about so, that. Uh, so this, to me, I had never owned it. Yeah, I have. I just said it. I had a high point carbine. And you know, I support the people at the company. I want everybody to do well in this industry. I did not like the product. And I don't know how much that's changed. I know that firearm has evolved and the company's evolved. But this is a very solid piece of equipment. Oh, look at you. So this is a very solid piece of equipment. And I started, I bought this uh, at the end of 21. I did not buy it at the Glock store. Uh, I bought it at a local dealer. And I knew exactly what I wanted. I had researched it. So, you know, I'm not clearly not the first person to have that. I was kind of late to the party in the review. Yeah. But I started on that video in 2022 and put something together and I posted maybe a 30 second preview. And it's like, screw it. I took it down. I uh, kept that footage 
which I used in this video that you're showing right now, if you got it up. And uh, it's a 17 minute video. I mean, I've never done a, my videos. I wanted to be six, seven, eight minutes. And that's an old family photo there. That's a that's an original family photo from the 1800s, really? early 1900s. And I kind of played around with it. Yeah, kind of played around. I've used that in two videos. Used that in this video and also in a Hornady XTP review two years ago. Had a different caption. But, you know, trying to plug in some sarcasm, dry humor, and that photo says the deceptively technically, deceptively technically savvy marketing team. It's like, you know, <laughs> stuff is stupid. Is that like there, your great great grandfather or something? That is my great great grandfather, the gentleman holding the shotgun on the far left. Now, yeah. do you still have that shotgun uh, in the family? Is that still in the family? Oh man, we don't know where that is. Can you, oh, I mean, oh, if I had that awesome. shotgun, I'd be showing it. We don't. It's it's probably at the bottom of a creek in Hickman County somewhere. I think that's where that was taken. That was probably taken around Centerville or Columbia, is my guess. Or maybe even Lawrenceburg. I could swear that's you with a fake beard on right there. <laughs> my beard looked like that three years ago, but um, <laughs> did it. No, not quite that bad. Look at all those I'm raccoon like, skins like they've got there. That's that's quite the haul that they've made. It's that's a hunting camp. Yeah, that's a hunting camp photo. So, uh, you know, the dog. I don't know who the other two gentlemen are. They're sitting there, I guess, cleaning a raccoon. But uh, I think that's Hickox's um, uh, relatives. <laughs> actually, one of them might be a young Hickox. It's from the early 1900s. But um, that's John. Right? Came about that all. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, my one of my relatives wrote a book on genealogy for our family, and when, in her discovery, that's a photo that she uncovered. So we have a ton of old black and white photos. Uh, my one of my other relatives was a colonel in the Civil War. We have a photograph of him. Uh, that might have been him. I have to go back and check. But yeah, that plugged in some humor. That's from Jackass. I plugged in some humor about people leaving the room. And I mentioned the cost of this, which is right at now 1100 bucks. It's gone up quite a bit since I bought it. Ruger's proud so, you know, of their a, nine millimeter carbine, aren't they? Carbine. I made that clear at the beginning of the video. So people want to leave the video, they can certainly do that. But it's actually doing, it's doing really well. People are watching it. Yeah. You got over 34,000 views on it. So, um, that, I've got doing a better than I thought it. Yeah. But right now you got the Smith carbine that's out there. Uh, there's, you know, I tried to point out, hey, if you don't like this carving, you don't like Ruger, I, I hope there's some data points here that in your journey for shopping for a carbine, maybe I can give you some things here to work with. And that was really yeah. the point. If you want, if you're interested in the Ruger, great. I don't care. But I really want it to be kind of an undertone of what else can I plug in? Because I'm all about the information. I can't tell you how many visuals are in this video. The file on this size was incredible. The file size. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I can't, I can't do it in eight minutes. It's going to have to be a freaking 17 minute video. And right now you just came across the, uh, and the ammo review. I mean, I went through hundreds of rounds of ammo with this. And then I found a problem with it, which I shared with folks. It's like, Hey, I'm not endorsed by these people. Uh, I can tell you that it had screwed up bad and this is what it did. And this is how I fixed it. So I think there was some value there. Yeah. But right now I'm actually working on a point of view video with it um i'm actually working on it this week and i hope to get it done by the end of the month yeah and that's I'm putting a camera on the gun and running through the red dot yeah. just run a search on red dot point of view videos and you really won't find much and red dots you know are big so why not show folks what a red dot looks like when you're shooting it right you know point of view 
Absolutely. So that's what I'm trying to work on right now. And it's, I spent most of the day Saturday working on it. And, um, but in, in my opinion, I think that's why, you know, you're, you're so popular too, is that you do give honest reviews and opinions. If something sucks or is not up to specs, you're going to mention it, but you're not going to just run something in the ground. You're going to give technical data as to why, you know, it's not up to specs or why it doesn't. Right. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that there's never really been something that sucks so bad that I couldn't find something positive about it, whether it was ammo, whether it was a firearm. I mean, this thing is not perfect. It's going to be heavy for some people Yeah. and it's going to be expensive. And I'm just going to, I have to let people know. I mean, I paid 900 bucks for it. No, I paid less than that. I paid 800 two years ago. It's yeah. gone up 300 bucks in two years. I don't know why. But you know what's coming I mean, up, I, Tommy. You know what's called, coming up. It's called Black Friday that? and Cyber Monday is coming up. So they might be able to find them a smoking deal on it at their local gun dealers. Maybe so. it may possibly so. But I mean, it's keep something their, I'd recommend looking at. If you don't buy it, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I mean, you might not want to pay $1,100 for a 9mm carbine. I get it. Yeah, but just wait. But yeah, it, the prices will come and, down. Prices will the come hours down. Hours I put into that video it was like I can't, I can't do that again. That was such an incredibly labor-intensive video, and I think people appreciate that. And it's great to hear that feedback. Uh, and I think a few people said, "Hey, won't you now review the Smith?" And going, well, "Okay, I don't own it, so there's a thousand bucks, and there's another eight hundred rounds of ammo because I probably put eight hundred to thousand rounds of ammo through that rifle, that carbine." Just to make the video. So it took, I can't tell you how long to make that, but I'm, I'm happy with it. And that's another thing. If I'm not happy with the product I'm putting out there, I don't do it. I got a couple of sub 2000s I'll let you borrow if you want to you try those out. Is that the Keltac? Yeah. It's surprisingly. Yeah, I've, I've, I've shot, got some trigger time with one of those and surprisingly the, shoots well. I know the person who owns it. it it's, been a good, it's been a good deal for him. I've heard nothing bad about it. Yeah, uh, I really in, enjoy my sub two thousand. Uh, I've got a couple of other um, nine millimeter carbines too um, that I that I shoot. I built one myself. I've got one that I built. Uh, so yeah, I, I like the nine millimeter carbines too. I think they're just more of a novelty than than anything. I mean, if I'm going to go to a rifle, I'm going to get my, you know, I'm going to get my AK. Or I'm going to get you know one of my my ARs, you know. That's exactly a point that I hope people, what you just said, I hope that's something people will consider. This is not, and that's something I meant to say in the video, this doesn't replace an AR. It doesn't replace an AK or an SKS or an M1 carbine. And there are people who say, oh, wow, you know, M1 carbine, 30 caliber, maybe I can get close to 30 M1 carbine ballistics, which off the top of my head is, this is nerdy, 1,990 feet per second, 110 grain. F I know, stop laughing. 110 grain FMJ, uh, which I love the M1 carbine. I got a, I've got a 1943 Inland, and maybe I'll do another video with it. It's been quite a while, but um, one. Yeah, I'm thinking about shooting some. I'm thinking about shooting some Korean War ammo from the early 50s through this carbine to see how it still runs. Yeah, and it's not a scratch right and sniff video. What does it smell like? Probably Dwight Eisenhower shorts. I don't know, but uh, that's something I'm, I'm thinking about. Uh, it's just kind of that off wonky kind of stuff that I, I'm not going to be mainstream. I, I, I can't. I can't keep up with the mainstream. And I'll be the first one to tell you that. It's going to be something just different. So I'm not going to try to well, keep up good. with that yeah. pace. And, and you should. You should and, do what you do well. It's not. I'm, I'm going to probably, as long as, again, as long as this chapter runs, I don't know how many pages are left in it. 
But uh, when that whatever pages are left, it's going to be similar to what I've done in the past. But, but Tommy, but there will be more sarcasm. Tommy, there will be more sarcasm. Tommy, the the main the people that are mainstream right right now, I guarantee you, they cut their teeth on your videos. They watched your videos. They grew up watching well, you. I hope they have a good dentist. That's all I can say. Just uh, <laughs> chip a tooth. Yeah. Yeah, especially. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But that's... Um... Attention business owners. Are you ready to take your marketing game to the next level? Look no further than Black Tie Digital Marketing, the firearm-friendly, full-service agency that delivers results. We've worked with industry giants like Keltec, Spikes Tactical, and Armalite, and we even designed the kick-ass new logo at Talkin' Lead. At Black Tie, we blend creativity and data-driven strategies to ensure your message hits the mark every time. From high-end custom websites, graphic design, to inbound marketing campaigns, and everything in between, we've got you covered. Your success is our priority. Join the ranks of the industry's top players and give your business the boost it deserves. Experience the power of Black Tie today. Visit blacktiedigital.com or call 1-800-316-8030 to schedule your free consultation. That's Black Tie Digital Marketing, where firepower meets marketing power. Black Tie Digital Marketing is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Yeah, the carbine, that's a whole, you could do a whole episode just on 9mm carbines. I mean, really. Oh, yeah. Um, lots of good stuff. It's just people have to understand where it's going to top out. You're not going to get M1 carbine ballistics out of it. You're not. I mean, yeah. And that was something I was really curious about. So I ran dozens and dozens of rounds. I had to know. What am I, what's the top end? And then you start getting into burn rates. And it gets technical. I tried to stay away from that. But um, I think it's something people, you know, if you're a 9-millimeter person, if you understand the utility of one and the, the versatility of it, I mean, use it back here for, we got rabbit animals back here. I'm good with it at 50 yards. I've got it dialed in at 50 yards, for like, you know, half inch groups, one inch groups. So coyotes back here, I'm, I, I feel good about it on a coyote, on a 40 pound coyote at 50 yards. Yeah. As opposed to the noise that's going to happen if I run, you know, five, five, six, uh, it's a great target gun. I think it's a great learning gun. You got your Ruger 1022, you got your nine millimeter carbine. Those are great tools to educate people with on shooting with open sights or with an optic sure so yeah they've had they have their place they definitely have their place yeah now this video the whole episode just on that yeah this video that we're talking about you guys go you can go to his youtube channel tn outdoors nine ruger nine millimeter pc carbine mlock review and make sure you go and read the comments like this one from from this gentleman it says if I didn't already have more 9mm PCCs than I need, I'd be tempted on this one. I still have fantasies about that MPX we reviewed last year. So sweet. By the way, your marketing team looks way more sophisticated than our marketing team ever was. Our marketing team kept begging me to quit taking so much and to make shorter videos. I quit talking so much and make shorter videos. Obviously, I fired them. <laughs> promptly so that's hiccup yeah. 45 <laughs> did you see how i responded to him uh let me see what your response we was. have a constant i've some people don't realize this i've known hiccock personally he's a close family friend uh to not just me to my family and i've known him since 1986 
Wow. So was he your teacher? One, you know, that's that's thirty. <laughs> how many? Thirty-seven years. Yeah. Was that's he a third of his life? Was he your high school that's teacher? A third of his life. So yeah. Was he your high school teacher, Tommy? No, I used to work for him. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We worked for a company in Nashville, and when I walked in for the interview, I mean, he hired me. Um, this is late 80s, I mean, 86, and I walked into the company, and this is back when people could smoke in an office building, and uh, it's like, my God, the smoke in here. People smoking at their desk, and it's telemarketing, okay? So, uh, uh, selling videos. Uh, let your imagination run wild. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> so uh, no, not that kind of stuff, but uh, we're selling video, uh, like, you know, movies and stuff like that, Hollywood stuff. So, yeah, I walked in, and it's... I remember to this day that's the tallest person I've ever seen in my life wearing a suit. And that was my first impression. Just walking through the smoke and haze. So just here he is, six foot eight, six ten, walking through and his head, you know, he's having to duck to go in the door. And I'm thinking, this is the guy I'm interviewing with. And of course, you can't research a company at that time without going to the library. So like you're walking in blind. And here I got this guy and he hired me. So um we worked together for about seven months and kept in touch and he was buying me up at the house to shoot. And that's how that got started. So wow. yeah, he got me into this sort of, yeah, I blame him. I blame him for the gun thing. I blame him for the YouTube thing. So he's, <laughs> he's, he's the person who wrecked it for me. I think know? he got a lot of us into this. He was the reason. For, yeah, I think he did for a lot yeah. of us doing this. Definitely. I know he was that's another episode. one of the reasons why I got into it and you, you too, you and him and, um, wow. yeah, he, he, uh, he called me one day, 2007, whenever he posted his first video and said, Hey, uh, you remember that Colt we were shooting and cause I was up there all the time shooting and he had a steel Buffalo target. He said he took his phone, but I don't know what kind of crappy phone he had then. And <laughs> had been a one hand took a, like a 20 second video of him shooting that steel Buffalo. That's the first TikTok 45 video. And he said, go to YouTube. And I said, where? He said, go to YouTube and you can find it. And I said, well, how? And he said, my channel name is Hickok45. And I'm going, what does that mean? So, you know, <laughs> seriously. And the that's how I guess that was, I think it's still up there. But the first Hickok45 video was up on the hill shooting the buffalo with, I think, uh, a 45 long coat, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, uh, he said, you might want to do this. I'm going, no, I'll never do anything like that. So that's, yeah. And then here you are. Happened. <laughs> yeah we were making videos with a Betamax in his yard back around early late 80s early 90s wow yeah he said he still has that I hope not yeah I bet he does I wouldn't I wouldn't so we started making him. gun videos before people were making gun videos we just hadn't told anybody he just didn't have a place to put them at the time <laughs> no which is good very cool so all the years that you've been doing this now um and I'm sure you can pr probably remember every video that you've put up, knowing you. Mm. I bet you can. What What has been your most enjoyable video that you've done? I mean, and, and ours doesn't like count. It. Our 100th episode doesn't count. You boys come a long way. What you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Shooter. Yeah. Bob Lee Schwager. Yeah, and I didn't realize at the time who that was in, in the movie, the actor. But anyway, uh, uh, gosh, what was his name? He was that singer. He, he passed away not long after. He passed away. Um, yeah. Dang it. 
uh, he was in the band. He was the drummer in yeah. the band. Um, yeah, yeah. People out there saying, yeah, I know who it was, but that was one of his last movies. But anyway, um, I'll look it up. I am drawing a blank. I know. Well, um, favorite. Most enjoyable. Like, yeah. yeah. Maybe I it wasn't like, your best video, but the one you enjoyed the most. I like getting out, especially with rifles and iron sight, open sight rifles and doing things that I have not seen other people do on video. That doesn't mean they haven't done it. They just haven't posted it. So I guess one of those would be 2012, 2013 in one carbine, 300 yards, which is the max on the sights open sites for that yeah uh i've done stuff like that with ars i've done stuff like that the only carving was probably the best that's the one i really liked um yeah i mean go out in the woods it's a day trip i get out there and i'm pretty sure i did that one all in one day so that's another thing i'm kind of project i'm kind of like the project manager i'm one person shop but i'd say that one just because i had not seen anybody I think there's some people out there now with some 500-yard videos with the M1 carving, which is insane. But I had never seen at that point, again, 2013 or so, someone take that and max out the sights on the uh, M1 carving at 300 yards. Uh, LaVon Helm, there he is, yeah. I mean, heck of a musician. Oh, yeah. And then he, he did, uh, yeah, he did that movie with Shooter. Uh, he, did, uh, he did one with, uh, he was in Fire Down Below with Steven Seagal. And maybe some others. Yeah, the right stuff. Just a really well-rounded, right yeah, I mean, entertainer. Yeah, LaVon Helm. Yep. You boys come a long way. What you looking for? Wisdom. You come to the wrong place. <laughs> That's insane. That yeah. was a fun video. Almost wearing the shirt he had in that movie. But, you are. Uh, You're close to it. So, yeah. so what, was, uh, what was the most disastrous video that you put out or maybe it didn't make it the, uh, well there have been some videos that didn't get posted there's been a lot one that did get posted that's done really well and i was so frustrated nine millimeter extreme penetrator it's probably got four million views i don't know but if you check it you'll find what you'll find i, I don't doubt uh, it this was yeah. 22 12, 2013, 2014. At the time, uh, right now, uh, Bill Wilson and his company in Arkansas are, are making it. They bought the Lehigh product. And and I like some of the videos he's done with with those products. He does some you know, pretty decent, uh, I don't want to call them ballistic videos, but they put the blocks out there and and give some information. I think they're I think they're doing some good work there. I like watching his videos. Uh, Bill Wilson. So uh, Wilson Combat. But when I bought it, I remember where I bought it. It's a gun store no longer in downtown Nashville that had Lehigh ammo in stock. They were around where the old Greer Stadium between 2nd and 4th Avenue. I can't remember the name of it. That's where they were. Um, bought the ammo. Lehigh at the time, this was a hot topic about copper ammo. That's a whole other episode, copper ammo. So Lehigh was marketing this as self-defense ammo. This was the 115 grain extreme penetrator, and I'm not even sure it was plus P either way, um, but it ran pretty hot. So this is one of the first copper bullets that kind of made the mainstream in the in the uh, gun media 
whether it was print or websites or YouTube videos. So I bought a few boxes of I mean, it. Was, there it is. What's it got? Holy 4. crap. 4.6 million. Four point. Good grief. <laughs> my, it checked me on my dates. I think it was 2013 or 14. Eight years ago. That was frustrating in two, in two respects. One, because it does penetrate. It went through everything. And for the time it takes to make a block and cure a block, I think I used SimTest. Gosh, look at that guy's hair. What year is that? <laughs> so, um, let's see. Is eight mean, years that's ago? That's like a, that's like a Burt Reynolds type of hairstyle from, uh, what was that movie with Wahlberg? <laughs> anyway, it's the exact so, same uh, hairdo you got right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I was waiting on that, and thank you for. <laughs> you didn't so anyway, it. Um, yeah, that was frustrating because I was filming that scene. We had helicopters flying over. And I'm thinking, what the crap? You know, the, what's DHS doing? Checking out. It was like 2015. Fort Campbell helicopters, uh, all kinds of helicopters flying over, and I'm trying to film that scene. I don't know if I still have the outtakes, but I got. There was a lot of stuff that was like this totally X-rated outtakes. So I was just so frustrated <laughs> the helicopters flying over. And then I finally got in the video and just the time to set it up to make the blocks. And then it's just, you know, I should have known that was going to happen. But uh, blowing through everything, I was end up putting steel plates, AR-500 plates behind the blocks to catch it. And just the amount of time, it probably took a month to make that video. Probably took three to four weeks to make that video to get it all together. You know, you see it right there. Water jugs, everything is still going. I get to the end of the video, and I and I was shooting and I, I was making my final comments and I turned around and just this was random, just fired a shot at an AR target behind me. I hit the target and then said, Yeah, okay, well, it didn't go through that, and kind of made a joke. Well, I guess three levels of frustration. One making the daggum thing. And two, the comments. What'd you expect? It's like the worst comments I've had on videos has been this. And I don't like policing that stuff. Just put whatever you're going to put out there. But if you're going to be stupid, I might pin your comment for a month or two and let other people beat you up. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> the internet will do it for me. Okay. Right. So that's been proven. Oh, you should have known it's going to do that. It said extreme penetrator. And in some, in some, I've come back and said, look, this is what was happening. The company at that time, Lehigh, was advertising this as self-defense ammo. Do you think this is self-defense ammo when it's going to go through 40 inches or something? No, that's not what we're about. That's not what it's about. And then another piece that kind of supported my frustration and confirmed it, I talked to two different people. One of them is still a very prominent YouTuber. I won't mention his name. He He's in another state. Um, he knew the people at Lehigh. This was at the NRA meeting after I did that video. And it may have been in Nashville, so 2015. He said, hey, yeah, I saw your Lehigh video. I know those people. They were shocked at what that bullet did. They did not expect it to do that. So I'm like, really? They didn't test their, their own, product. own product? And then somebody else <laughs> at that meeting, somebody else at that meeting, I don't remember who that was, but another another person who knew me or recognized me said, hey, saw your Lehigh video. I know the Lehigh people, and they did not expect that bullet to do that. So I had two people with personal connections to the principles of Lehigh and apparently Lehigh people advertising as self-defense, like a gold dot, like an HST, like a golden saber, like an HST, all the things we know and buy and carry. 
They expected it to perform that way. No. So that was another level of frustration. One, making the video to the comments, which continue to this moment. And which, but it's the internet. And then three, knowing that the company promoted it as self-defense and we're selling it as that. And some people would get out there and carry it. If you're in the woods and you're trying to stay away from mountain lions or bears or whatever, oh my, sorry, then, um, and this is trying to laugh, then, okay, carry it. It's good for that. But I could also carry 147 grain hard cast. Right. You know, I want something heavier if that's my environment. I've learned that. That's what I want. Um, it has its place, but the place that the company who manufactured and marketed the product uh, that they were advertising it in a place and for a utility that was uh, not correct. Yeah. And I kind of brought that out. So that's, I guess, kind of a good side is a lot of people said, oh, well, I'm glad you showed me that. It's like, yeah, that's how the company marketed this. So if you're, you use it for self-defense in the woods, that's not how it was marketed in 2014. If a so bear is attacking you, would you rather have a gun or or bear spray? What's the joke about the bear spray and the, and the bells or whatever, where if you're using bells to scare away, like little jingle bells, to scare away a bear and you got bear spray? What somebody will find three days later is uh, human remains that, smell like bear spray and have little bells in it or something like that in jingles (laughs) yeah there's some jokes jokes like that yeah uh if all i've got is nine millimeter if that's all i have for whatever reason against bears because people ask that question i think some people actually are serious i want 147 grain hard cast and i have a pretty good stash of underwood 147 grain hard cast just for that then the question oh what about your glock barrels i'm not worried about it I mean, there's a smell. You get a smell. You smell plastic burning when you shoot it out of a Gen 3 barrels. Might not have that out of a Gen 5, but or Gen, yeah, Gen 5. Yeah. But yeah. 147 grain hard cast against that. If that's all I've got is a 9 millimeter. The reason hopefully I can run. The reason I ask that is because Paul Markle made a post on uh, social media today about something along those lines, and some dumbass got on there talking about. How, oh, it's been proven that bear spray works better than guns and repelling. It's like, nope. okay, buddy, you nope. you be the next dinner for that bear. <laughs> well, the other thing now is mountain lions. Man, I was watching a video yesterday. I think I've seen it before. There's several videos out there now where uh, hunters are encountering mountain lions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're becoming uh, quite prevalent, especially in our area, too. Yep. Yeah. I have seen one in Nashville, and I've only told this to a few people, so now I'm telling everybody who, who's still with us uh, at this point, but I saw one in West Nashville. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um, highway 70, uh, Highway 70 North, before it meets up with Highway 70 South. So I'm still in Davidson County, out near Nashville Christian School, for those who are from this area, in case you get the gist of it. And you start getting up an elevation, okay, up around Highway 70. I'm heading west. Uh, toward the Tennessee River, and this was about, this was August of 2022. I'm going out for a range day in the woods, and um, it ran in front of me, right to left, and almost hit it, and after I, I was doing, you know, speed limit's like 50, 55 through there, so I'm doing that, and it's like, what the crap? 
And my first thought was that was the biggest coyote I've ever seen because it was so long. (laughs) And then I drove maybe another quarter mile and I had to pull over the next place I could stop. And I said, wait a minute, that was a mountain lion. The, The length of the body, the squared off head. The tail, tail which yeah. was, you know, solid kind of a rope tail, the length of the body, the muscular build. That was not a coyote. It was a mountain lion. I, I know it was. I've and caught one on my trail cams. Davidson County. I've caught What's one that? on my trail cams at my farm. You've caught them? On the really? trail cam. Yeah. Caught images. You have? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. They're, they're around here and TWRA says, oh, no. Well, we've got trail cams in Jolton and in your area and I've seen them in, in Davidson County metropolitan Nashville and I've mm-hmm. only told a few people that now I've told everybody <laughs> now, now know everybody knows one. the cat's out of the bag so the to speak color and everything else I said that was not a coyote it was it was the biggest coyote in the world yeah that was a mountain lion. and then when I, I got thinking about it you know I should have been like one of those Russians that have a trail cam or a, a, a camera on your dashboard then catch meteorites and other stuff <laughs> yeah. I didn't have that that so, uh, yeah. I know what video Mountain you're talking Lion, about. Davidson County. And you've got them. Okay. Yeah. I've caught one on the, the trail cams here. Um, Love to see that. We're over by Center, Center Hill. Center Hill Lake. They're around here. Uh, and they're going to Sorry, Canty Canty Fort, people right. are taking them out and not telling anyone. I haven't, like, seen one personally. I've just, I just caught it on the trail cam. But still, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So let's do this, Tommy. Um, Prentice has got to go. He's getting past his bedtime. So we want to make our special announcement, and then we want to get to listener questions. So Leadheads from Whiskey River Beef, we've got some exciting news coming up. In addition to the Black Friday, Cyber Monday uh, discount code of Leadhead, where you get 10% off from now until the end of the year, off any of your orders there, uh, we are also going to put to, we've put together a little something something, Prentice. You want to tell them about it? Absolutely. So uh, we put together a uh, hundred dollar giveaway uh, for those who will take the time to go to our contact us page on the whiskeyriverbeef.com site, uh, fill out your name, email, and phone number. And put in the comment section giveaway, and that will register you for the giveaway that we're going to be doing. You can spend a hundred dollars anywhere in the store on any product in the store. Uh, super excited to give that give that to you guys. And uh, again, for your name, email, number, and type the word giveaway, and uh, we'll be doing that drawing uh, just after the first of the year. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll give you a big shout out and be in touch with you. I just did it. I see it. <laughs> I just sent it. <laughs> I am the first to enter. So there you go. So we're going to start that win now. Does that start now? Yeah, absolutely. That starts effective right now. Immediately. So go do that. And then when we're going to announce the winner? Uh, let's announce that winner the middle of January, and we can get that out to them in January. So middle of January, January 15th, we'll call that expiration date uh, from now to January 15th. Okay. There you go, Leadhead. So another opportunity to get some of this tasty grass-fed, whiskey-mash-fed beef. 
That's right. Can't wait. So you've got uh, you've got some cattle ready to go for the next batch, right? Um, yeah, coming yeah, up. We're actually we're actually filling our processing tickets uh, the month of December, which will uh, fill our inventory up even more in January. So we're super excited about being able to continue to add to the inventory list because we're seemingly selling out fast. So fast. And you should go to my website because I've got a nice little video whiskey river. I can't believe you put and put this on your website yet. I didn't even know you did it. Now I do. <laughs> I told you I was going to do it. I so, think you did. I've got, a, I got a nice little video put up there, but um, Wonderful. we're going to wait. We're going to wait on uh, those other media pictures that you're getting made. We'll do another one once you get those. Yes. Yeah, we're really excited about doing those. So there you go, Leadheads. There's our exciting news from Prentice and Whiskey River Beef. Something to look forward to. A little tasty morsels. And and Tommy, you're more than welcome to enter. Absolutely, Tommy. You're eligible. You're eligible. Too, buddy. You're eligible. We'll probably just send you some anyway. So. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be, that'd be special. That'd be great. Maybe you could shoot... You know, one of your uh, 9mm, 147-grain nuclear-tipped bullets through it and do a review and and then eat it and see what happens. Then eat it. Somebody in the comments asked about 10mm being nuclear. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's a good segue. (laughs) Whiskey River Beef, farm to table with a twist. Come along with us on a quest towards achieving self-sufficiency in food production and fostering a robust local food source to promote good health. Stock up with premium Tennessee beef, unparalleled in flavor and tenderness. You can be confident that you're receiving beef with no added growth hormones or implants. Always pasture-raised, locally USDA processed, and shipped straight to your home. Whiskey River beef is grass and whiskey mash fed and finished and is at least 14 days dry aged to enhance the tenderness and give you the most robust flavor imaginable. Go to whiskeyriverbeef.com today to order. Visit us on Instagram at Whiskey River Life and on Facebook at Whiskey River Beef LLC. Whiskey River Beef is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. So let's go to our listener questions now. And uh, this is on Instagram, Leadheads. I've, I made the post your questions video. And I'm going there now. I thought it was a pretty good little a little video. What did you think about it, Tommy, that I put together there? Yeah, uh, I think I actually downloaded that because it said I could. So I had a copy of it. I meant to ask you if I could repurpose that. Yeah, absolutely. Put it on my – yeah, I should have done that. All I'm right. Not good in front of the camera. All right. First question, Mustang Perry. In your opinion, what is the best 9mm carry ammo? Really happy to see the old school guys still making content. OG, baby. Mm. That's a whole episode. Um, I've got a, like a, my best EDC ammo, I don't know, 2011, 2012. It really hasn't changed much. I've always been kind of a heavy for caliber 9mm, 147. Uh, my taste in 147 ammo has changed. I still like the HST. Uh, Federal made some changes to that ammo a few years ago. They're now using a double cantalore, which makes it even more of a, a mechanically bonded type of ammo. I really like the 147 HST. What I don't like about it is how they 
uh, they continue to lower the velocities on it. It really struggles to hit a thousand feet per second out of um, out of a four inch barrel. But I like the HST. I, I I used to like the 147 Gold Dot, but the velocities on that are even lower than a thousand feet per second. I have concerns about it opening up. So when I do carry 147 grain, if I really want to go subsonic, it's going to be the HST. Uh, however, my preference these days is is really 124 plus P. And there I like the Gold Dot 124 plus P, HST 124 plus P. They're just different construction. And kind of a sleeper that I ran across a few years ago is the uh, Hornady Critical Duty. 124 plus P. I like that one better than I do their 135. The 135 velocities have really crapped out lately. So uh, I know it's really HST and, you know, Vista outdoors centric. Some people are concerned that the company's been sold and all that. I, I get it. I understand the concerns, but that's just some of the best ammo. It's adopted by law enforcement. I know people personally who have had to use that ammo and deploy it. And it's, it's been, it's been good. Um, those are the best. I just think, you know, you got to be a little more careful. The shorter your barrel, you got to be careful about the bullet construction and velocity just to be, you know, anything can pass through. That's something to consider. Penetration. Some ammo it's these real. Days. I, just don't, I just don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, Godot, HST, gravitate toward 124 plus P. Standard pressure, 124 is fine. It, it works fine. So my opinions really haven't changed a whole lot. And just a lot of the new stuff the last three or four years, I'm just not that much of a fan of it. So that's a whole episode right there. Are you familiar with uh, Defiant Munitions? I have heard of them, yes. Okay. So they're one of the sponsors of the are show. They, are, are they loading hot? Uh, he's got uh, a 9mm. I was, just, I was just pulling him up right now to see what uh, grains he's got. So he's got... See, there's 125 plus P, 115 plus P. Here's 125 plus P. Here's 135 plus. That's not a plus P. It's a TCX. But um, I'll get him to send you some. I'll get him to send yeah, you some. Yeah, I'm uh, curious what JHPs they're using. I think you'll uh, like I really, it. I think the XTP is underrated. Underwood was loading those. They can't get them anymore. Uh, maybe Hornady stopped distribution of HSTs to uh, wholesale resellers. Maybe that is kind of a general thing, but um, I, I'm not opposed to carrying hot gold dots, and I do have some before Underwood shut it down on those. Yeah. All right, next yeah. question is from PewPewRN. He said, what happened to the 224 Valkyrie? Seems like its popularity died off quickly. Yeah, and somebody responded to him as well, uh, so I, I, I did Brown. catch that. Corey um, Brown said, uh, if it wasn't for shit ammo at conception and pandemic shit, it probably would have been a hit, but now that 22 Art came out, it's up shit creek without a paddle, LOL, PSA, I own a Valkyrie, and it's awesome. So I... I he, the responding comment to the original comment, there's kind of a common theme there. So um, I know of this caliber, secondhand, thirdhand. I don't own anything on it. I don't have any desire to own anything on it. Uh, the, the, the second response on that about the pandemic and all, that may or may not play into what's happened with it. 
I have to believe that relative to when this ammo was released, this was on Federal's project board way before 2020. I mean, would you not agree? Would folks agree? It's been out there kind of like the 30 Super Carry, which is like the handgun ammo version of the 2224 Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, I looked at the, I did look at the, when I saw this comment, because I, I researched, I looked at the ballistics on it, and it has more pop than 223. It seems like the, the place for this, if I'm looking at this as a buyer to invest in an upper or a total complete firearm and get into the caliber, it seems to be for people, and correct me if I'm wrong because I could be way off on this, you're looking for more, you're looking for a better ballistic coefficient with the heavier bullets. I think what I saw was a 75 grain bullet, hope I'm right on this, running at 3,000 feet per second. It seems to me that they looked at the success in the field for the military of the 77 grain open tip match 5.56 millimeter at around 2,800 feet per second, which increased uh, the effective range of 5.56 out to about 5,600 yards, okay, based on what I've been reading. It seems like this was kind of in the back of their mind. Uh, what are we looking at? Was it a 75? I thought I saw 75 grain. So they kind of went with the high end of the 5.56 or 223 bullet weight, but gave it some more juice. So that's what it looks like. It's an intermediate round before you start getting into uh, like six millimeter and so forth. Okay. Uh, that's where I see this space for the ballistic potential of it. So I guess as a buyer or user of it, what am I getting out of this? That I'm not getting out of high end custom loaded 556 or 223 in its heaviest weights. What am I getting there that I would need to invest in this? So you would think these are questions that Federal's team considered in developing this caliber, you know, not knowing the pandemic was going to happen. That's that's not on them. But it just seems that pandemic or not, let's just say it didn't happen. I don't know. I just what what is this bringing to the table? It just seems like it's taken the heavier end of two, two, three, five, five, six, putting more juice behind it, more effective range, longer yardage on effective range and that's your that's your zone so are you hunting enough what are you hunting that you're kind of going there how many rounds are you shooting per year i don't know when i looked at this that's kind of how i would look at it if i were going to be a consumer for 224 valkyrie and and perhaps some folks figured out kind of did the research and said this just doesn't fit a space for me that I can't already achieve with something I already own. And that's another topic is maybe someday. Uh, what calibers have I gotten rid of the last five years? What calibers have I invested in? I've not invested in any new calibers the last five years, but I've gotten rid of five or six. Name one you've gotten that's rid just of. Where I, that's just where I am. But that's, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm happy to explain that sometime. So I just, maybe the, I think we should look at some of these calibers in a Venn diagram and say, okay, let's define these 10 calibers that meet this utility for hunting at this distance. Okay. Where does the 224 fit in that, you know, 270, 556, you know, six millimeter? Where does that fit? And is there enough of there is there is there enough uh, momentum there to make this caliber work? I don't think it's ever going to happen. 
that's my that's my end statement on it for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I've so, got very I, little I don't trigger go as far time. As federal crap bed on this, but just I think I just don't know that they considered the whole picture on it and the consumer market. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not in I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not in the industry. I don't know. That's just me as a consumer looking at it. So yeah. I don't know if that helps these folks with their question, but I think that's why the popularity had died off. If it's not going to get momentum, it's just not going to happen. And I don't think it's going to be one of those that 10 years down the road, oh, the 224. No, if it's not going to make it, it's not going to make it. And I feel that way about 30 Super Carry. That's the same same thing. It's just their handgun version of um, their handgun caliber. Yeah, same theme. All right, next question. P-Man 301, does 10 millimeter actually hit with the force of a small nuclear warhead? Yeah, it does. Uh, if you're buying, <laughs> if you're loading your own or, you know, double tap used to have good velocities. I don't know what they are these days. I think Buffalo bore would be good. And I, I have a lot of experience with Underwood's 10 millimeter. Uh, I think 10 millimeter, and that's a caliber I got out of a few years ago. I got out of it for the second time in my life. I got out of it and then got back in and I'm out. I don't foresee going back, but there's so much utility there, especially if you're, you know, getting ammo designed around what it was when the caliber first came out as Jeff Cooper. There he is as Jeff Cooper envisioned this in the Bryn 10 and the Don Johnson, Miami vice and all that. That's what this caliber was about. Uh, commercial loads from your big companies just fall way short. I think 180 is, uh, an incredibly, 10 millimeter 180 running the high end of 40 caliber, but you're running, my gosh, what, 1200 feet per second with a 180. That's 20% greater velocity compared to commercial 40 180. That's incredible self-defense load. And then of course, hunting with 200 grain and heavier, such a versatile caliber. So it's one of the best semi-automatic power, like brute force calibers for self-defense or hunting. Without getting into magnums, that's that's the caveat. So I know they're kidding, but that's yeah, it's it's good stuff. So ten millimeter or forty five? If I had a choice, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got a lot of experience with both. There's just different utility for them. I'm not going to use a forty five for hunting unless that's all I have. Um, Self defense. Is that a question? No, that's my self defense. That's my question. Uh, self defense, uh, forty five. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a full five and a quarter inch, nineteen eleven. Uh, it could be a four, four and a half inch. But uh, with that forty five, I, I just I shoot them both well. But forty five is just a lot. The quality of commercial ammo you can get is, is kind of on par. Yeah. So against a bear, nine millimeter, hundred fifteen grain extreme penetrator. So not a 10, not a 45, you do the 9mm extreme pin. You missed that. No. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. What would you say? 10mm, uh, between 45 and 10, against a bear, 10mm all day long. Heavy, heavy, 200 grain or heavier Okay. with with momentum. So combination of mass and velocity. 180 is too light, even with a bonded bullet, 200 grain or heavier. Bonded bullet or hard cap, running hot. You want it, you want it to go you know, mouth to rear end. If that's what you got, you want to hit a lot. You want to break a lot of things. Do you, um, do you reload? No. And I saw that question. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think you did. I can't answer. Yeah. I don't reload. I've considered it. 
I have family that's reloaded. I have neighbors that reload. And people say, really? You don't reload? No. Nope. Uh, I get it. The technical nature. I've helped Hickok reload. I've helped other people reload. Uh, but uh, that person's question, which I think may have been the first question that came up on this, I unfortunately can't help them with the product. Uh, I just, you know, all the years I was getting Dylan catalogs, that's definitely a product I would look at. Uh, I'm going to assume this individual who asked the question has done the cost benefit analysis uh, and looking at at least breaking even with their investment. Of course, you got to figure time relative to buying commercial ammo depends on how much they're shooting. They didn't mention that. They didn't mention calibers. Um, and I, I get it. Some people don't care if they're saving money. They like the process and the technical aspect of reloading. And I think that's fantastic. So there's, there's a lot of space for why you would want to reload. It just might be something you enjoy doing. So there wasn't enough in the question, but to answer their specific question, I can't give them a product or a lane. I'm just hoping that they have already asked those questions uh, just to confirm this is how they want to go, saving money or not. Maybe they just yeah. want to do it. Well, just I think he's, he's just and because a of the times that we're in having components on hand. Yeah. I think he's coming at it from a beginner as a starter. You know, what's a good reload machine for somebody just yeah. getting into it? What, what is a Hickok yeah. using? You know, you know, which one he uses. Um, I've been in his shop a lot, but uh, I can't even remember what presses he was using. Yeah. I mean, he had, last time I was in there, he has five or six presses set up on that bench. Yeah, I can And imagine. we would sit there and talk. We haven't done that in a while, but he would sit there and crank out. Uh, you know, he would cast his own bullets. So he was um, running 44 Magnums, 45 Colt, 357 Magnum, just lead, you know, like uh, wad cutters, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I wish I could answer that person. When I saw them, I'm going, oh, I can't. I, I don't know. Oh, I can really okay. help them. That's okay. Jerry Black, um, we'll get that in another episode. We'll help you out. We'll get a reloader on here. B. Hurst, 87, 1911 or Striker, and your f- what is your favorite firearm? Both. I, I like the 1911. I had not owned a 1911 or 45 until I bought my Colt uh, Series 80, and I bought it in March of – 2011 on the 100 year anniversary and did a video of that i like the 1911 because i have found that one of the most net one of the i found that to be a platform that i think a new shooter and of course how many generations that was the first firearm they shot and they had to do it in combat yeah uh, which is amazing so um still in service today too some yeah i i think for the ease of learning to shoot a handgun because of the weight, because of the sight radius, talking, you know, a night, talk, talking a government style. Uh, the ammo, which 45 velocities have dropped as well out of a five and a quarter inch barrel, uh, the, the trigger. I think that's, you know, the grip, the grip angle, the freaking trigger. I mean, I've made hits at 100, 200 yards with the 1911 and just the sight radius, just, you know, the, the, the width of the, uh, of the uh, slide, the grip. There's so many things. You look at a, a, a firearm that's now over 110 years old that still works, and somebody could buy that at 21 years old or whatever and carry that the rest of her life and be a freaking ninja with it. Yeah. Striker fire. Uh, again, Glocks, 
uh, Smith's. I've tried Springfield's. At the time, they didn't work for me. I think there's a place for both, depending on utility. For self-defense, my choice is going to be a striker fired. But I so much appreciate the 1911. What is your all-time favorite firearm? Doesn't necessarily have to be a pistol. But what's your all-time favorite firearm? Give me a shotgun. Well, you know the Glock, the Glock 19, and then uh, probably the M1 carbine. M1 carbine. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun gun to shoot. Yeah, I, I mean, like I wanted one forever. When I found one at a local dealer, I just freaked out, and it was in good condition. I'd love to have another one, but not for $2,000 for the condition you're getting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just the history of it. There's just so much history on that. I mean, not just World War II, but the Korean War. And One of my neighbors um, used it in the Vietnam War. Like, really? He brought me some ammo from the 60s. So one day he said, so where'd you get that? So I brought that back. He's like, what? From Vietnam. Had an one carbine. So, wow. you know, the history of it. Yeah. It's not the best thing out there in the field. You know, but, um, yeah, the, the Glock 19 and the M1 carbine. Bailey Muller 80. What are your thoughts on replacing 5.56 with the new 277 Fury? Would you yep. have advocated for a different solution if you had the power? I caught that comment just before, and I'm going, okay, I need to get up to date on this. 277 Fury, I'm seeing 140 grain. Uh, looks like a CNC machined, high ballistic coefficient, very accurate bullet. Uh, 140 grains, roughly what? Yeah, six millimeter, 2,900 feet per second. I'm looking at another screen over here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2,600, there's numbers mean something. 260, 2,600 foot pounds of energy, power factor of 407. So power factor. Uh, you look at power factor, I, I erased all that. Never mind. It's like six times the power factor of a 45 ACP at the muzzle. Okay. How that compares to 5.56? Five, 5.56, five, five, you're running the heaviest, like 77 grain, 2,800 uh, feet per second, 1,300 foot pounds. So, what I'm seeing here, just in the math, is double the muzzle energy almost double the heaviest weight you're going to typically shoot commercially in a 5.56 platform. Double the momentum, double the power factor, double everything. And what I read about it in a couple of articles was um, the accuracy potential at 600 meters, they used meters, and then the suppressive nature of being able to hit around, you know, a, a man-sized target at 1,200 meters. You're talking over half a mile. So, it sounds like it's increasing the effective range. The other thing that the, uh, some research mentioned was the weight. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about practicality in the field military, which is what it's designed for, and again, it could filter down the consumer market. I'm thinking this is going to be a designated marksman type of ammo. Uh, maybe its intent is to place the Mark 12 rifle, which typically shoots 75 or 77 grain bullet. I don't think of an 18-inch barrel, whether they make it with a 16-inch barrel. I think this was a 16-inch barrel, which is even more impressive. So to me, and they were saying in the articles I read, this is not going to replace 5.56 five, for the foot soldier across the board. It's going to be very specialized. That's where I see this going, is to replace the designated marksman rifle, the Mark 12, with something that's more effective, more accurate, 
higher ballistic coefficient and delivering upon impact, higher degree of energy at 600 meters, which I didn't look at the math on that. But when it's starting out double, 77 grain at the muzzle. Yeah, I like what I see here. Uh, there's definitely a place for it. Then you get into the consumer market, uh, what they can do with hunting ammo and competition. So yeah. I, I see this as a triple threat. But for the military, it seems like the designation is uh, going to be very specific and maybe replacing segments of um, uh, military elements now. Does that make sense? Yeah. That one, I like my response on that one. No, I, mean, I like it my response. Definitely on that. makes sense. But, you know, like you said, it's going to be if the military is going to adopt it, it'll be like for specialty use. They're not going to replace the. Five, I think it's five, specialty six. use for designated marksmen, uh, like counter sniper type of stuff. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that's yeah. the role that it'll yeah, play. There's some, there's some good there's some good math there when you look at it. Then you apply that when I say apply utility and application, and it seems like it's going to be very specific without them coming right out and saying it. That's my that's my take on it. Yeah, and I don't know why he's comparing it to the five five six other than maybe that's because that's what the military uses, but it's more along the lines of like a six five Creed more or a three hundred Win Mag or you know three oh eight or something yeah, along those lines. Yeah, I, I, two things there. I think it's a fair comparison because it is a step up because apparently they're going to replace some 5.56 applications with this. I think that's the intent. The other thing you mentioned, 6.5 Creedmoor, and without getting in the weeds, uh, there was some very positive, excuse me, com comparisons of this to 6.5 Creedmoor in the research I was looking at. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to yeah, be. Yeah, I jumped on that one just before our, our call today. Yeah, that seems yeah, to be that's, the that's closest comparison. But yeah, good question. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah, see. Core Brown, what are your thoughts on the six arc and Hornady's new VT bullet offerings? I didn't do a lot on the VT bullet offerings. Uh, I think Hornady's a very general statement. It's all going to be, it's all going to be about improving ballistic coefficient. I think that's where we are now with CNC machining and the way they can design bullets and make bullets. Now, uh, I think we're going to see more copper, long-range bullets. Uh, I mean, I've dissected a lot of 77 grain and heavy uh, bullets, and it's just amazing some of the technology in this, and this is like a step up. Uh, so very general. I haven't really dug into the VT bullet offerings with regard to the six, six arc. So there you're looking at a 108 grain bullet, six millimeter, 108 grains, so lighter than the 277. So 108 grains, 2750 feet per second, 1800 foot-pounds, so it's not as Powerful as the 277 Fury, momentum is a bit less um, power factor. Yeah, this to me seems like a medium game. 108 grains. That's that's really light for a hunting round. I, I don't even see that as a deer round. Maybe at 100 yards. I, I'm trying to figure out where that's going. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm just looking at the math and then thinking, okay, yardage, energy, application. What's what, what? It's an intermediate round. I mean, that's what these ammo companies are doing. You look at the 277. There's a military application there clearly, but this, I'm trying to figure out what is this going to replace what I already own and I'm using, or am evaluating. And I'm I'm just not seeing enough yet to justify it. But that's just again that's me. But I'm I'm trying to not look at this as somebody who's kind of 
you know, been doing this for a while and trying to look at it. Maybe I'm 25, 30 years old and looking at this. What do I want to know about it? I'm looking at application. I'm just trying to figure out what's it doing that I can't find uh, in another caliber if I'm looking just for a hunting caliber. Yeah. Because that's clearly what this is. But for what? Yeah. Yeah. It's much more pop than a 5.56 five, or 2.23. But, you know, are you playing with 270? What are you doing here? So, yeah. That's how I'm thinking about it. I mean, I may not answer their question, but hopefully maybe plugs in. Give them something to think about. Lanes that they can pursue on their own to figure out if this is what they want. That's the best I can do on that one. No, and that's good. Uh, I think that's most of them. Uh, Tongue for twist and asked, how did you get started? And we kind of went into that and talked about that. Yeah, we hit that one. Yeah. So Uh, did we get everything? Yeah, I think that's got them all. It's got most of them there. I get so much shadow band. I mean, it just depends on when I make the post and when it goes out as to how many people it goes to. So this one didn't get out to as yeah, many this, as it normally does. Yeah. This check-in that I kind of under undertook a couple of months ago and we'll see how long it goes. Uh, I'm really noticing the effects of channel banning and being inactive for a couple of years. Um, yeah, it's tough. It was still channel was still doing really well a couple of years ago, but um, it seems like right now I haven't helped myself with the algorithm. That's on me, but the shadow banning is real. It is. I mean, everything's being monetized. I'm surprised pretty much, uh, which is great because it helps, you know, pour back in. Because I turn everything around, you know, buying stuff like this, like an ACOG and things like that. When it when it piles up enough, uh, I, I buy something and I hope might do something with the ACOG next year as far as a review of that. And as a review there, talk about it for 40 seconds and then actually do some point of view if I can get that to line up. So that's that's on the project board. Yeah, because there's some ACOG point of view out there, but you don't see a lot. And it's basically somebody in their backyard. God bless them. Uh, like I went with my neighbor to see me doing that. I lived in a, you know, bless their hearts, small yard. And like, look out, oh, dude, with an ACOG, you know, you're dialing it up, but uh, just showing what it does. That's something. But I want to actually shoot it at 300 yards. I got a 300 yard range, uh, so I want to, I want to actually show it. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. So, so uh, we talked about doing this a little bit too, and. Uh, we're running kind of long on time, but I do want to touch on uh, some of the Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals that are going. And I'm sure all you leadheads are getting inundated with these emails from all of the companies on, you know, three or four a day, maybe more. Um, but uh, from our sponsors, uh, SEAL1, uh, you know, you use that code LEADHEAD, you get 25% off. That's still probably like the best deal they've got going, but they are on Amazon now and you can get uh, some of the Seal One products on Amazon. So if you've got like Amazon points uh, or you might be able to take advantage of some some free shipping, that maybe that 25% uh, may not be as good as maybe you can get from the Amazon. So just wanted to give you a heads up that Seal One is on Amazon right now. Um, so just just search for Seal, Seal One, CLP, uh, gun cleaning products, you know, something like that. It'll come up, and um, uh, I think they're like 20 percent off from what you get on the website at Amazon. But then when you add the free shipping and, you know, like I said, if you've got points that you could use, then uh, it might be a better deal for you. So just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Uh, let you know that.
Introducing the Extreme Duty Polymer Mag from Mission First Tactical. MFT brings long glass fiber technology to its new Extreme Duty Polymer Mag, giving it the best strength and durability for polymer magazine bodies to date. With military and law enforcement demanding reliability, the Extreme Duty Polymer Mag is 50% stronger and three times more impact resistant compared to traditional glass-filled nylon. The four-way anti-tilt self-lubricating follower, constant internal curve design, and coated USGI spec stainless steel spring together keep rounds feeding reliably. Additionally, the oversized bolt catch increases bolt catch clearance. We have added a flared floor plate, but kept the slim bottom design, which gives excellent drop protection and ease of handling, while still allowing for fitment in double and triple magazine pouches. Toolless disassembly and double safety releases stop accidental ammo dumps and makes cleaning a snap. A thickened lower exterior adds to dimensional rigidity and maintained internal geometry, while well-defined front and rear rib finger impressions create aid in handling even with gloved hands and texture blocks on both sides of the body are ideal for thumb placement. This duty mag also features dual-sided flat body panels for a variety of printed or laser designs. The Extreme Duty Polymer Magazine is optimized for use in cold-spec AR15M4 platforms, but is also compatible with other platforms such as HK416 variants, British SA80, FM SCAR16, and more. To find out more, visit www.missionfirsttactical.com. And then uh, Mission First is still leadhead, 20% off. Uh, they're probably going to run some sporadic deals throughout uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So be checking their post on Instagram. If you're signed up to their email, check their emails because they're probably going to be running some deals too that are pretty sweet. So make sure you check out uh, Mission First Tactical. And then uh, Defiant Munitions is going to run something. He didn't send me the specs on it yet. Um, let me go. Let me check my message here from him. But they will be putting something together. But the code LEADHEAD gets you 10% off right now at Defiant Munitions. So if you use the code LEADHEAD, all caps, you get 10% off Defiant Munitions. But check their social medias and their website. Sign up for their email. They're putting together something. And then from Kraken Cases... Um, they're not doing Black Friday uh, or the Cyber Monday, but they're going to be doing an early December buy one, get one promo. So um, you can still use the discount code LEADHEAD, get 15% off, or I'm sorry, 10% off. It's Talking Lead at Kraken Cases. Talking Lead, 10% off, um, but... Be checking December, and I'll make an announcement on a December show once he makes it go live, but they're going to be having a, a buy one, get one on their cases there. Are you familiar with Kraken cases, Tommy? You heard of them? Yeah, you went mute. I was muted. No, I am not. Okay, so what's really special about them is this foam that they've got, and I've got one right here. Take this off of it. They've got like this this super. Can you see my? Have I stopped sharing my screen? I can see it. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, uh, the screen share you did stop. Okay. Good. Yeah. So you can see my camera now. So it's got this foam in it. It's like super squishy, kind of memory foam. It didn't. It did not look like it was going to be super squishy. Yeah. 
but it's super squishy. I was not expecting that. It is, uh, where's my knife at? It's cut resistance. So you can take your knife to it and try to cut it. That's and this is a super the sharp. opposite of what I expected. Super sharp knife. Like, I can't remember the, the degrees, like 800 degree or something, I don't know, heat resistant. So you could take your, your can, you know, if you had a hot gun. They've got full-size rifle cases, too. This is just one of their pistol cases. And you could put it in there and, and not worry about it melting it. Um, so super cool size. they got three different size cases right now. They've even got ammo cases. Um, but it's a really, they're really nice cases. You know, I, got, I got a couple of these, and I got a... Uh, one for your iPro. Here it is right here. So they got like a smaller one. But yeah, so you guys, that's coming. And then uh, Keltec, I haven't heard back from them, so I don't know if they're going to be running anything yet or not. Uh, but I did get in touch with CJ Johnson at Pioneer Arms Corps USA, the AK company, and they are going to be doing like, I think through, where's it at? He's going to be making a, a, an announcement November the 27th that for the month of December, every Friday, the month of December, they're going to be giving away a, a free gun. And he's going to give the details November the 27th. So be watching their uh, Instagram, their Facebook, their website. And once he sends me the exact details, I'll let you guys know. Uh, but they're going to be giving away, probably like an AK or something. Um Maybe a PPSH, I don't know. But uh, on Christmas Day, they're going to give away a PM63 in addition to that. So through the month of December, Pioneer Arms Corps USA. So that's something that you guys need to be aware of. So Tommy, you need to you need to get in on that. Get free guns. You know what a PM63 is? An AK? No, but it is a no. PM. I'll pull it up for you here. Really cool pistol kind of deal. I got to shoot a full auto one when I went to when I went to uh, Poland. It sounds like an AK. It, it is not. It's a pistol. A share oh. screen. One of these little one of these little deals. Good grief. Yeah, pretty sweet. Looks like an early Uzi. <laughs> yeah. It has it some uh, Uzi characteristics. The the grip definitely. The grip definitely looks Uzi-ish. But I got to shoot. I've got a video of me shooting that. Um, I should have pulled it up in Poland when I was in Poland. I've actually, I have honestly never heard of that. Yeah, pretty cool little little gun there. It shoots. Um, what was the original round here? Say a nine by eighteen or a nine by twenty-five. Yeah, nine by eighteen. Okay. Yeah. See, I got that right. Yeah, you did. Nineteen sixty-five to present, still being used, and they're still being manufactured by uh, Pioneer Arms. So, I think they've got those available again for sale here. Um, but I mean, if he's giving one away, I would I would assume that they're going to be doing that. So that's pretty cool from Pioneer Arms. So be be watching that. Like you said, November the 27th, I think is when he's going to have the details uh, on uh, on all that. So what about you? Have you run across any uh, super special, seen any Black Friday deals in these junk emails that you've been getting? I'm not really looking right now. My mindset is to wait until um... – December, end of December, early January. That's going to be a window for me to to buy. 
And I'm going to have to prioritize. Yeah, but what you said to junk emails, I think we talked about this earlier, just the garbage I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just garbage. But I, I've got some companies and I've bought from them, so I'm on the list. I'm not going to mention their name, but for example, uh, and on my phone, I have four emails and kind of a quick joke on my phone. This could be a contest. How many ballistic apps do you have on your mobile device? If you're like me, <laughs> you have four or more ballistic apps on your phone, you might be a redneck because I have four. Okay. Uh, so just thought I'd throw that out there. That could be a contest. How many ballistic apps do you have on your mobile device? That's just ridiculous. But emails, yeah, I'm getting a bunch and I have four emails. I have six personal, I think I have six personal email accounts. Don't ask why. But, but uh, one of those, I lost it. You mentioned spam. I mean, one of these accounts just in the last week or two, I have... 316 suspect email and yeah i mean bed bath and beyond is on there for some reason but uh <laughs> they went out of business didn't they <laughs> what's that didn't bed bath and beyond go out of so. business yeah i don't know why i'm still getting this unless they're selling online they're bankrupt but yeah i've got some companies where i bought ammo and i still support them every way i can but Three emails a day, and it's different topics. That's just a little mush. But, yes, you're, you're right. This has really escalated in the last week, and I know it's going to be that way this week on all my email oh, yeah. accounts, having to filter through that. So um, just looking, waiting. looking at my email right got, here, I've got uh, today, just looking at today's, this one, this company called Delta Team Tactical, which I've never bought anything from a tel Delta Team Tactical. Don't know how. They got this account. This isn't my main account. I got I've got an account that I use just for like junk stuff. But one, two, three, four, five emails from this this one company in one day. That's pretty close to a record I've had as well. I mean, I'm looking at, I'll just say the names. I'm looking at. Um, say the names. Just today I've had, let's say the last 24 hours, the last 24 to 36 hours I've had. Uh, there's an Academy Sports Black Friday deal. Academy Sports Black Friday deal. Same email, same day, 12 hours apart. Academy Sports. BOGO. Off shirts, Academy Sports, Black Friday. Okay. Those two emails were about an hour apart. There's another one, Academy Sports, 50% off hot deals, clothes. I bought clothes and belts there. I mean, good grief. Stanley Tumblers, Academy Sports. That's all in the last 48 hours. Five or six, seven. Yeah. Ammunition Depot, I get three or four a day from them. And they're not my number one online. Um, that's something I've got to look, I mean, I've, I've got to buy some things. I'm good on magazines for everything. Uh, ammo, I've got a class coming up and I've already got, uh, ammo for it. It's just replacing that. And the videos I'm doing, I'm trying to replace some of that ammo. There's some calibers. That's a topic is, um, ammo management. So another topic is, uh, you know, we talked about calibers. Um, one thing I'm doing right now, and it's going to have to get into 24, is I'm looking at my ARs, 5.56, five, mm -hmm. looking at barrel links, twist rates, and I'm, I'm kind of partitioning my ammo inventory toward the barrel rate, the, the barrel rate, the, the twist yes. rate and barrel length.
that best matches that. So, you know, I've got a lot of 55 grain FMJ. I've got a lot of uh, 62 grain green tip. So I'm really determined this batch fits here, this batch fits here. But then I'm looking at 75, 69, 75, 77 grain, 223, and 556 pressures and making sure I've got that matched up to this rifle where I know that's my 500-yard AR. I have expectations of that, but I know not to expect more than that. That's it. I can't, this is not realistic. Right. This is realistic and here down. And I've got my 300 yard ACOG and what ammo runs that. That's kind of anal, but that's how I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm kind of going that approach as opposed to looking at a 6.8 or a 277 when that goes commercial. Yeah. So that's you're matching ammo it's, for each rifle that you've got. You're doing a. I'm, I'm, I'm lost you on audio. I said you're, you're doing that's a true. ammo match for each rifle that you have. Specific rifle much, setup. Yeah. I'm looking at optic, what's the utility barrel. for that AR as opposed to going out and just buying a bunch of stuff just because it's new and looks good. Uh, that's, yeah, and that gets into what calibers I've gotten rid of the last five years, handguns and rifles. And really where I'm focused now, I'm looking at inventory for those and what the utility, especially for the ARs, what's, what can I expect as far as grouping with that ammo? You know, I want to, I want to, match the ammo to maximize what that particular product, you know, for this 16-inch barrel with the ACOG, that's uh, 55 to 62 grain. That's that's the platform for me with the ACOG and what I can do with accuracy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got, I've got it dialed in for 300 yards. I want to get it a little tighter than what I've got, but it's, it's a, it's a three MOA battle site right now. That's good. You know? Yeah. Uh, with a one to nine twist. So that's kind of where I'm at. One, that's a project. It's fun. But I know that when I'm done with it, I can pick up a box of ammo. And that goes with that for that application. If I'm hunting deer, which I've dropped some deer with 223, but it's like right now I've got 62 grain Federal Fusion in there because the coyote's back here. Yeah. Like, why don't you run in 55 grain ballistic tip? No, I like that. That That works. You know, it's kind of against the grain, but no pun intended. The 62 grain soft points for coyotes at 50 to 100 yards. Oh my gosh. Take Wicked. your, uh, take your so, little nine millimeter carbine out there and pop some coyotes with that. Well, that's what I've, I've got. Uh, you know, when you're running 124 plus piece spear gold dots at nearly 1400 feet per second of a nine millimeter carbine, that's nasty stuff on a 40 pound varmint. Great fox is coming in back here every night. People have chickens around here and small pets. Uh, they're predators. We're overrun with that stuff because no one's hunting around here. Yeah, I got them out here too. Yeah, it's just like I'm just trying to help people keep their pets and their chickens. For there's people here that uh, use eggs. They have chickens for eggs for oh, food. Oh yeah, a so, lot of people you know, do that's that. That's where we are. Yeah, smart, self-sufficient. So, uh, Tommy, what's your next project? What do you got coming up? What can people look forward to? Uh, from you next uh, on your next YouTube videos. Well, I'm hoping before, so we're looking at what November 20th doing this. I'm looking at uh, hopefully by December or into the first week. I've got the review of the Shield Plus. Uh, I don't want to make this a 17 minute video. It's like get the data points out there. What are people looking for when they're shopping for this? And I've got to keep in mind folks like you and I who've done this for a while. I've got to be very considerate of people who might be jumping into a video for the first time looking at a handgun for the first time, 
what are they looking for? So I've got to have those points as well. That's on the docket. Uh, that's in the very early stages of this. I would like to get done in the next three or four days around Thanksgiving is the point of view video, putting a camera behind the uh, vortex crossfire and it's sighted for 50 yards. So this will be kind of the backyard version. So I can shoot 80, I can shoot up to 80 yards back here. So a backyard version of this, a quick two minute video, uh, running some nine millimeter tracers, running different targets, uh, movement. So it's going to be like Call of Duty with a nine millimeter carbine and red dot. And that's pretty extreme. But that's that's kind of what's in mind with that. Okay. Uh, that, what else? Um, you ever thought about writing a book? My project board. What's that? You ever thought about writing a book? Uh, no, I've helped some people write some articles and I had someone reach out to me on Instagram, uh, a couple of months ago and he wants me to write an article for a concealed carry blog. I'm going to do it. I don't want anything for it. I just want to help him. He shared with me earlier this week. He has some other people who I recognize in the industry who have partnered up with him. It's like, well, it's cool. It's kind of cool to be in that group. So I'm working on that. And I said, I'll, I'll do that for you. I don't want anything from you. Just use it. I'll give you photos, you know, proprietary content i've created i'm gonna let you use it in your blog so i'm happy to do that for folks uh he's trying to get off the ground with it so that'll be coming up and i'll probably share that on instagram when it's out so people can reference it i uh, said so it's gonna have to be end of the year i've got a lot of stuff lined up into january that i have time to sit down that uh, other videos like i said got a couple of dozen projects i'm just trying to be creative find something different um i think people might want to look at but i want to have fun putting it together i want it to be different um, so a couple of dozen projects, see how many of those make it through the pipeline. Some will get kicked. Uh, that's already happened. Others will get added. I'll mm -hmm. wake up in the middle of the night, put it on a, it's on a spreadsheet, get on the phone, put it in, upload it in my cloud. Then I've got it. And it's current. It's pretty stupid, isn't it? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, I've got a project board in the cloud and then I'll update it, update it every day, prioritize, put a note and I have a, a file of what what am i doing here so i don't forget plug some oh yeah let's do that plug that in crazy wow. so there's a, there's um it's a project board and there's a project under each project do you so ever go kind of to uh shot show or nra do you ever go to any of those i've been to a couple of nras but it's been years i uh, met donald trump at 2015 nra here in nashville he just happened to walk through the exhibits yeah nobody knew that and there he is like well crap so shook his hand, said hello, that type of stuff. Got a picture of it. Um, went to the one in Indy before that. Some others I just decided not to go. There's been some concealed carry CCA, US CCA meetings, but they're typically in Texas or somewhere else is like crap, you know, paying for all this out of pocket. So I got to look at that. Shot is way out of my league, way out of my league. But then I see other people going that don't have the subscriber base, uh, you know, video views count as well. And people don't look at that, but, um, you should be going like somebody's got, I, I've just, I, I'm not spending $4,000 to go out there and yeah, I can make a bunch of videos and get interviews and just let people talk. Unlike me running my yap here, but, um, just let people tell their story and engage. That's what I want to do. But I'm not paying for that out of pocket. I'm not taking the time off work to do it either. This is a hobby. Um, it has become a part-time job. There were times where it became a full-time job years ago. That can never happen again. And when I feel myself, the pressure of that pressure, whatever, just like, no, I've got to dial it back. And when I look at 13 videos in 10 weeks, 
that can't continue. It's going to be one a month, maybe two a month, maybe zero. But if you ever see a lapse of six or seven months or longer, there's a chance the lights have been turned off. I want to postpone that. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. I want to postpone it as long as I can. Is that your choice or is that your wife's choice? That's going to be it. So I've I've got, I've got other stuff I got to work on. So (laughs) yeah, that's time consuming. My job, I'm not, I'm not a nine to five job. It's whatever hours I can plug in when I can. I want to plug in on Sunday. I'll plug some hours in. It's not a nine to five job. It can be, but I don't want it to be. Can be. Um, If you want it to be, we can, we can get things. Covered. Yeah, we can have a conversation. I'm open to a conversation, but it's, okay. this has got to be, this has got to stay a hobby that when it kind of bubbles up into creativity and I want to share it, that's when a video comes up. That's, I, well, I, I seriously think that, uh, and you seem like the type of person that takes notes and you keep a diary and you do a, uh, what's that, what's it called? A uh, journal? Project? A uh, journal. You keep not a journal. Really. You don't it's keep a journal. Not so much. It's basically it's basically a summary. It's a summary. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, it's a summary because most of it's here. I just need that. I need something to kind of ground me and bring me back. So for every video, I'll start a summary on a spreadsheet, plug it into a folder, which is under another folder, which is under another folder, and uh, all the videos from all the years past are in folders. They're in the cloud. They're backed up. Yeah. I think um, it'd be very interesting though if you wrote a book. I think I think there's mm. a market for, for a a ten outdoors nine. Not necessarily just a book on ballistics, but just how you go about what you do, why you do it, you know, that kind of stuff. I think it'd be very interesting. You're an interesting cat. I don't know. You're an maybe interesting a, dude. Maybe a short video. No, if I ever wrap it up, would be uh, no. You're, you're like very a meticulous. Two and a half minute autobiography. You'd be good. You'd be good. Watch maybe the first thirty seconds of it. A so. good book. So speaking of books, uh, our good buddy Nicholas Orr has a new book out now, and we mentioned it a few episodes back. It's a pipe hitter's guide to the modern minute man, and uh, it's out now. I got my copy. So Nicholas Orr. And then, of course, uh, our good buddy Paul Markle, student of the gun, has uh, his new book out. It's called How to Shoot Better Than a Navy Seal by Paul G. Markle. And you can get both these on Amazon, or you can go to Student of the Gun. I think you can get them both uh, at Student of the Gun, too. So this is going to be some Thanksgiving reading that I do. I've got uh, a little bit, real quick reads. They're not real thick books, so it won't take much time to to read those and it's big print. So just wanted to let you uh, lead heads know that. So go check those books out too. Make sure you go and support all those that made this show possible. Mission first tactical. Uh, again, use these discount codes cause that's how they know they're hearing about you here on the show. Uh, Leadhead 20% off mission first tactical. You go seal one.com. Use the code Leadhead, get 25% off seal one. Go to Factory 47 for our AK Corner logoed items. Go to Factory 47, get the code LEADHEAD, 10% off Factory 47. Of course, Defiant Munitions, I mentioned them earlier. LEADHEAD, all caps, 10% off Defiant Munitions. And Keltec, go to Keltec Weapons. Anything in their shop. Um, I don't have one of their shirts on now, but I've worn a couple of their new shirts in some previous videos. I've got my new logo shirt. How do you like my new logo? Tommy, 
the new Talking Lead logo versus the old logo there. You remember our old logo? There's more. I, I'm seeing more contrast here. In other words, it seems like it's more open. It's less busy. I'm, I'm noticing. I'm noticing more. Oh, I've got all that one covered up. But you remember the yeah, old logo I, with the bullet mic and the flying bullets and. Yeah, no. This it seems to be. It's. I see more definition. Cleaner. Here. It's cleaner. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm looking for. I see more definition. Yeah, so uh, I am in the process of getting our our shop set up so that you guys can get our logoed items, T-shirts, hats, our leddies. Uh, we're going to come out with all kinds of stuff, so um, be on the lookout for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can go to dipstickbranding.com and uh, do a search on Talking Lead, and you can get our stuff from uh, from Danny there at Dipstick. Uh, and then for these awesome walls, you see my gun hanging, my gun's hanging on behind me. You can go to Lockdown, uh, Lockdown.com. Use the code Leadhead, get fifteen percent off any of their uh, secure walls or any. Of the, they got a lot of safe products too, uh, stuff for your safe and alarms and uh, monitors and all kinds of cool stuff. And then mention uh, Kraken Cases. Go to KrakenCases.com. Talking Lead, 10% off there. So that's it. That's the codes I've got. I might be forgetting one or two, but uh, if I didn't, we'll pick it up in another show. But, Tommy, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on and uh, catching up with me and the Leadheads. I know they're going to enjoy this episode. Well, thanks for, uh, I mean, again, you scraped the bottom of the barrel to pull me out of the cave. <laughs> oh, and. Um, and get me on here, but we, we talked about this, I guess, a couple of months ago. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's been nine years, so we did have a lot to catch up on. We did, and we still got more. So I would love to have you back on the show. And uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't get to the MythBusters, so we can that could, that's that's well, let's do that because so. I was I was gonna I was gonna not wrap it up completely because it is Thanksgiving and everybody you know is giving thanks during the holiday here. What's something that you're thankful for? Mm, I'm thankful for people. There's a lot of things to be thankful for, but I'm thankful for people who still uh, adhere to the foundation on which this country was built and still find a value proposition in the vision that was created almost 250 years ago. And with the means that we have now to communicate and, um, grow they put the distractions aside and and still maintain i guess that sense of balance or vision as to what uh, made this country great and i'm not doing the maga thing here i'm just saying um that there's still people who believe in that it seems like there's been more of an awakening people coming to that realization or getting into the realization and being more visible and vocal about it so yeah. that i find very encouraging and I think that's that's Good I answer. hope that's going to pay off for all of us for a lot of Thanksgivings. Yeah, well said, well said. I'm thankful for, and and not YouTube necessarily because I hate YouTube. I think I think they're the devil. I think they should burn in hell. But I'm thankful that I can still go back to YouTube and watch all your old videos because they're all there. So you can go back to the beginning and watch all of Tommy's videos. And I was doing a little deep dive today and you can still find Carnicon videos. Hmm. You remember Carnicon? Ash I do. I never met him, but 
Dugan yeah. Ashley. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Ashley Dugan, was it? Ashley Dugan? Dugan Ashley right. or Ashley Dugan. I don't know. Right. I don't know, it, was, it was one or the other. But uh, I had him on the show. He was on the show a couple of times. We had him on um, back in the day. But I don't know what happened to him. I think he I think he had like health problems or something. I'm not sure. Um, I've heard conspiracy theories about him. I hope he's still so. alive and around and, and doing well. Um, but if, if you guys never heard of Carnic Con, it's C-A-R-N-I-K, I think. Um, let me look it up here real quick. Was it uh, kind of like Canic, but with an R? C A R N I K, and then C O N. That sound right? C A R N I K O, Carnic Con. Yeah, C A R N I K, and then Con. Two words: Carnic Con. I just remember some of the dark humor firearms related skits. Maybe one about a gun store. Does that sound familiar? Very, very. And it may not have been on YouTube. It may have been on some other media. I'm just surprised that they they're still on here and that they haven't banned all his videos. But no, you can still go find he's them. Just he's he's just in a corner of YouTube that YouTube has forgotten about. The dark, yeah, dark space. Um, to his benefit. But yeah. if you've never watched a Carnet Con video, go do it today. It's Carnet Con Archive, looks like, uh, is what it's under right now. That's only, is that one video? Let's see. Yeah. Oh, here's a bunch of videos right here. Yeah. But yeah, he was it's, hilarious. It's, <laughs> he was if hilarious. you don't have a sense of, I, I'm going to say, if you don't have a sense of humor, if you don't have a really twisted sense of humor this might not resonate it's not for children no yeah you gotta have a really there's some adults it's probably not worthy for either yeah and i think he's got like warnings that come up at the beginning of them too that basically says if you're not mature and you know you can't handle humor then don't watch this uh kind of stuff but But yeah they were uh very well crafted lots of props uh, lots of explosions yeah these were the funniest ones where he would do like old World War One, World War Two training videos kind of stuff. <laughs> that was uh, back hilarious. in the day with uh, FPS Russia. I mean, they weren't really in the same league with what they were doing. But if if you were to define uh, a, a kind of a space for YouTube gun videos 10, 12 years ago, you almost put him in the same category. Well, yeah, that's different. But... Uh, you would hear their channels mentioned in the same sentence or conversation for their, for what they did. But yeah, they were out there, I guess is where I'm going with it. Oh yeah. 2014. Good grief. (laughs) Wow. That's the, I think that's like the re-release of it too. I think it was sooner than that when this, when this came out, I think this is like the remastered. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like they've, Reposted. Re, uh, remastered version. But uh, So we're going to wrap this episode up with a fact to fight the myth, Tom. So you've got a good one you just, for us. You just drop it out there? Just dropping it out okay. there. So this is our, our fact to fight it's, the myth. Um, all right. Let me find it. It's an old topic, and I've just tried to ignore it. Okay. I'm going to read it. It's uh, for 
couple of sentences and then a, a quick paragraph. Sure. This is uh, from a text, and I didn't tell my friend I was doing this. This is not his words. This is he took an image from a uh, gun forum, and it's supposed that somebody made. I don't know what forum. Okay. Uh, supposedly three days ago, when I started reading this post, and again the person's anonymous. Sure. Uh, much to Nikki Haley's chagrin. I'm sorry I had to get that in there. <laughs> Thank you. So. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm alert. I'm alert. I know what's going on. Yeah. So it's, it's a post about calibers and all this crap. And when I started reading, I said, you know, I've seen this exact post in another forum like a long time ago. So somebody is recirculating this. Yeah. Here's how it reads. And this is the myth. I'm a prior Leo. Spent much of my career as a use of force investigator. I could go on and on about how nine millimeter is not a fight stopper. Lethality is a dance between shot placement and energy which I agree with the less energy you have, the better placement is required. That's this goes sideways. I promise you that few people, even well-trained professionals are good enough to have exceptional shot placement while being shot at. Okay. Yeah. A torso or upper limb. This is a torso. This is the last sentence, a torso or upper limb hit with a 40 357 SIG 45 and on up is far more likely to end the situation than nine millimeter or below. So that's the statement. And that's, it's, you hear this theme portrayed and stated a lot of different ways in more and fewer words. When I looked at that, he said, so what are your thoughts? I'm going, I finally was doing something else last night when this came through. I responded to him this morning and he hasn't responded to me. So I don't know, but I said, look, that's an old statement. And I'll just read my response because that kind of gives you food for thought. Then I'll drop it there. Where's where the crap is it? There it is. I said, hey, I've seen that exact statement previously. If it was just posted three days ago, that's a cut and paste from the original. Either way, it's just too general. He's focusing exclusively on energy. If they want to play that game, given that train of thought, 180 grain 40 will be less effective than 9 millimeter 115 grain plus P plus federal nine BPLE, which is an old school law enforcement ammo that destroys his nine millimeter argument. Plus he's totally eliminating and ignoring the street credentials of 124 plus P gold dot, etc. Bullet construction and momentum are also overlooked. Momentum is something I've been really paying attention to the last few years, which is like hot 147 grain, hot 124 grain, hot 180 grain. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Hot 230 grain. So it's that's just I'm just going to drop that because that just goes on and on. But it's that type of statement where it's very general, where he's discrediting nine millimeter. And there's a lot of reasons to discredit nine millimeter. And I'm a nine millimeter fan. Um, what gets me about those types of topics and conversations is there's I, and that's kind of what got me into this in 2009, coming back to Kevin Bacon, seven degrees moment is <laughs> I wasn't getting enough information to for me to believe in the justification of that statement that somebody made. It's like, why are you telling me this? I need more information. That's that's what I need there is I need more information because what you're telling me is very general. Yeah. And I can't make a decision on my carry ammo with that. I'm looking for more. And that kind of that's where I started. Like I, I'm going to have to create my own data points because I'm not finding what I want online in forums or especially in video. And I really believe in the power of the visual in the video. So that's why I like showing things. It takes so long to put them together. 
because I think, uh, while I, I can put together a video and I have, where I don't say a, a daggum word. It's like, what are you, what are you getting out of this mm-hmm. as a visual? And there's just, again, um, I guess because I'm a lifelong learner and a critical thinker and I question things and it hasn't run, it hasn't run me sideways yet. So right. that's kind of what I want to leave it with. Yeah. So I think that's a question good things. If you don't understand it, question it. If you want to know more about it, question it. Be curious. Um, and it's amazing how much of that you can accomplish if you're not distracted. So that's why a lot of this crap is like, have no idea what that is because I'm not paying attention to it. I'm focusing on this. Still having fun with life, but I'm, I've got some, I've got some things I want to focus on. So anyway, that's it. Very good. Very good. And that will do it for this episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. So Lead Hits, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we will be back uh, soon after Thanksgiving. We've got the AK Corner coming up with the AK versus AR episode, our annual battle. And uh, that's going to be a fun one. So that's coming up mid-December. Uh, and then we've got uh, several other episodes between now and then that we're going to be dropping towards the end of the year. So be paying attention. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have special guests. And uh, just like Prentice said, uh, with the Whiskey River, we've got that giveaway and that discount code at Whiskey River Beef, uh, 10% off Leadhead. So, Tommy, happy Thanksgiving, brother. I've missed happy you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and everyone. I'm glad you're back, brother. We've, been, we've missed you. So, looking forward to having it's you back check on. In. It's a check-in. Until the next episode, Leadheads, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer, but not using 115-grain extreme penetrator for self-defense, except against mountain lions and bears. 